the it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> But it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. Now's the time to get two for $3.99. Mix and match a four-piece McNuggets, a McDouble, a McChicken, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Hey, y'all. Now, there's no easy way to say this. There's no way that this isn't going to be embarrassing and cheesy and make me feel like a malignant narcissist. But I have a special on Netflix right now. It's my fifth stand-up special. And there's no sex robots in it besides me. It is no politics, just jokes, not a secret TED Talk. I'm not going to lecture you how to vote. I'm not no big, like, bomb drop that's emotional. Um, just jokes. Straight up uh, for 60 minutes straight. Uh, well, there's also camel toes and crotch sweat. Um which I really need to take a good hard look at for the next special. We need to do maybe the pussy Botox or something because it is a real Rorschach test down there. It is a real, <laughs> it looks like a Rorschach test. Like halfway through the special, I have so much sweat around my, it looks like one of those, you know, um, psychological tests that I think we should bring back, frankly. Uh, better help, hit me. So I love you guys. I'm gonna not tr post too much about it because it makes me feel cringy. This might be the last special I can do at this octane. Uh, <laughs> some ligaments took a hit. The L4 took a hard smashing. Uh, I think I have locked jaw. Please enjoy my special on Netflix uh, right now and enjoy the show. Is me back on the road because I can't stop working. Gotta keep running from the memories and the old wounds. If you stay busy enough, you do not have to contend with your inner monologue or deal. Come see me cope. September 8th, Cincinnati, Ohio at the Tap Theater, all new jokes. September 9th, uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Merriam Theater. September 10th, Richmond, Virginia at the National. September 24th, Charlottesville, Virginia, the Paramount Theater. If you guys are bored of me saying these, imagine how bored I am saying them. Come, come. Let's go. Are we rolling, Pat? Rolling. I know I have to say this on every podcast. I wasn't at January 6th. <laughs> I have to say this on every podcast. So, about I know I look like My I My hair's literally been red, white, and blue. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I look like I was holding a podium. <laughs> I was shitting on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Yes. I look like I had an American flag and a buffalo head. On my but I, I have been told by my showrunner, Emily Noonan, that I start the podcasts in a way that is, quote, awkward, jarring, and downright uncomfortable. Is it? I don't find that. I have this habit where I don't give any context yeah. to the guests and we just start mid-conversation. But I like that because a lot of times you'll have this preamble where you're warming up and everyone's doing bits and then the host will be like, okay, great. So you're good? Great. Okay, so when I say your name, jump in. Ooh. Welcome, everybody. Obviously, I will be in Louisville. I will be in. And you're like okay. sitting there looking at them. <laughs> we don't need to know. Here's the best. The watch. Best. And then they come from the dates and they go, has anyone been to the mall recently? And you're like, you guys know what I'm talking about. And you're sitting there and you're like, do I talk? Or you're I... on camera, on you're... a single. You're in a single. You're like, I am. Should I talk? Or... No, and then you, sometimes you go and you're like, I have been to the mall. And they're like. Yeah, no, they're like, <laughs> that's 
that's you. Okay, I'm gonna introduce you, ready? This next guy, he's incredible. You've seen him on Happy Endings. Thank you. Thank you've seen you. him on the Mindy Project. He's so nice. um he is also oh. from New York, New York. Um and he now resides in the Hamptons, New York. His name is Adam Pally. Thank you. Um, no, just give me a second. Oh, um right. I will be okay. at Penguins Pittsburgh. Uh, okay, tomorrow for four weeks straight. I, I really, I have a heart out. I know that you're fucking. <laughs> I know that you're fucking with me, but that was perfect. Every time. No, it, it, not, time. it is not. It the is people so, are gonna love it. I, as a guest on podcast, it is infuriating, and because uh, also because it's like it's so hard to get anywhere or do anything. It's mm -hmm. so hard. Make it easy for the do that yep. when I'm gone. Well, you we do, do sometimes that? Like, we, so do. we do fine. We slap it on, fine, a, yeah. slap it on. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It is crazy to sit there and watch. And let me ask you I also, to kind of diffuse the awkwardness for the next um, uh, however long we're here, um, I like to ask if we're friends. My take would be I feel like we're. We know each other very well on like a soul level. Yeah. And every time we hang out, I feel like we have a really good time. But who can, no one can see anyone ever. And. But that's, isn't that a good friend though to me? Like to, to me, it's the type of friends that I like in my life. Like are the people that whose expectations you already know on like an intrinsic level. Like also we've been in the game a long time. Like we, we've known each other almost probably 15 years. It's, that's wild. I mean, I. I, I just, my thing with you is I don't see you often, but when I do, it, it's always like, oh, thank God Adam's Means here. I feel the same way. And I remember at a party for CAA, our agency at the time, you came up to me and you're like, yeah, um, my agent just came up to me and thought I was Max Greenfield for about 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that happens quite a bit. Like, the, first of all, I literally was laughing so hard I had to like walk out. I had to like take a walk. And that's because it was true. And the, <laughs> the, 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 the tough thing about like this, this, <laughs> <laughs> like world that we're in is that you like to think like you do stand out right you're like this is your whole business is based on that one little thing that makes you who you are right? yeah that one like little thing in your eye that's like this is who she is this is what separates her and you feel it and you you know it and it is so disheartening to have that crushed day in day you're out just by interchangeable. the people that represent you <laughs> Then, by the way, take your take money. Take your money. And <laughs> and then you go, oh, yeah, I'm actually not Max Greenfield. And they go, oh, oh, Adam. <laughs> oh, dude, there's some exciting stuff coming up. And you're Max like, Greenfield. is it as good as Max's stuff? Because I just heard what he's Max, going. Max Greenfield just passed on a couple things. We yeah, should talk. Because like, I've seen where Max lives. <laughs> like, <laughs> because I'm staying in his guest house. Because, like, yeah, he's nice <laughs> enough to lend me his little Tesla. <laughs> but I gotta pay for the charging. It's <laughs> <laughs> still you're, a Jew. You're literally, <laughs> you're literally like, I think of you as like truly just like pound for pound, one of the funniest people I know. Oh my God, that's so nice of you. I feel the same way. I feel like you're in a very good place. I feel like when we first met, we were both We were like, both in a bad place. We were hitting the pavement as like auditioning actors when it was like- Oh, it was a job to audition. There's nine of me. It's like, and that's good. It's fine. But it's like, you know, also anti-Semitic when they're like, ha, 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 you look like both the guys on the new girl. Ha, ha, It's like, you mean the Jewish characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is similar, like, when I get a lot of, like, people will be like, I know you, but I I don't know you. And then, like, the first thing out of their mouth will be like, do you know... 
do you know Liz Feldberg? <laughs> it's any Jew. And I'll be like, any Jew. And I'll be like, what? And they'll be like, because you look like my my friend Liz has a daughter named Stephanie who is married <laughs> to this wonderful man named Joshua. <laughs> you, you're spitting image of him. It's like, because I'm Jewish. I get the same thing, except I get, are you the girl from the progressive commercial? Oh my God. How do you feel about the, like, you know, Jewish actors playing Jewish characters? Oh, uh, I and it saw, might be a case by case thing. But. I, you know, this is, I saw Sarah Silverman was talking about uh -huh. it recently, and I, I, I really love, like, think she has a good handle on, like, being a modern day Jew. Um, but, uh, and I liked what she was saying. I don't know. I recently, you know, had to like go through this a little bit because I played a character in Happy Endings that was a gay character. Yeah. And so I recently had to like deal with that in a lot of ways, which is okay. It, it, it's good to deal with it. It was fine. I don't feel any, I say, I say this all the time when I'm asked like in seriousness about it. I don't feel any, um, like shame in doing that character because I think we did it what the right way can i just but i really, do feel bad can i just really quick yeah i'm sorry i am so a you we i mean the apologizing for things that happened 10 years ago is just so it's so fucking petty and it's people that are just want to get because here's what a straight guy who's very straight at that time playing a gay guy was being like yeah i'm not homophobic it's like this it was kind of like a cool thing in a way at the time to go like oh yeah like you know, yeah. You, but now in hindsight, which everything is in hindsight, but right. at the time, you know, I mean, you're also not going to apologize for your shitty fucking haircut 20 years ago and your ugly no. ass shoes 20. Comedy is fashion. And everything, everything we've done up to this point in this podcast, I don't know if we've actually said anything <laughs> cohesive, but will be offensive in 10 years. It's just how it is. Every All the clothes we're wearing will be out of style in 10 totally. years. Totally. I just, I feel like the one thing that is unfortunate about the time was that it came at this like, crossroads where where i mean now who knows what's going on but like where um it could have been done another way i think at the time had had Everything it like, could have been done another totally but so so there are people that that didn't that maybe auditioned and didn't get it or maybe that we know but they might not have been as funny as you maybe but they may have gone on to have like huge successes it's like i feel bad for them at the time that they had to like that there are people that there are people that could have looked at that and been like i didn't get this part because of whatever because you were funnier no because because they people weren't comfortable at the time with an actor of a different yeah they were maybe i don't know you it didn't like, get it because your producers were homophobic no, I know. Had but there been the perfect gay actor for the part, they would have. They're just. They're just. We're only now getting to a point where a lot of the people making shows have any kind of access. You're not allowed to ask people if they're gay. You're not allowed to say, "Can I?" You. You. That's. This is something that is that that nobody will really talk about. And it's. I'm saying as as someone that I feel like we're all re really working hard to get these inclusivity riders sure. working and making sure everything is you know equal and fair. But you're not allowed to say, "Hey, can I get a black grip?" You can't do that. So right. that's why I've been talking to these people trying to do these like, it's almost like Tinder for crew. Like these are really uncomfortable conversations that everyone's so afraid of having that nothing gets done because no one wants to say the wrong thing. But right. it's illegal to ask someone's age, if they're pregnant, if they have kids, like any of that stuff. Completely. And it's only recent. And also let me just shift the blame a tiny bit from creators 
and writers and casting directors to agents. At that time, we <laughs> only true. had access to people that agents were showing us. So people forget, like, you know, agents were the gatekeepers back then. You no. couldn't just find you. There was they, no internet. To you'd like say, "Hey, find. do you have a gay character?" They'd be like, "No, we don't." They're like, "Right, we're seeing these people." Yeah. They decided, and agents. I'm not like all that Harvey Weinstein shit. How do you think the actresses got to the hotels? No, I mean, I I will say that, like the way that I got the part was I read for the other character, and they didn't know if they they were looking at Max Greenfield at the time. And they didn't know if they could have two Jews. This is for real. Play the two. Like, they were like, we can't have Joey and Chandler both be Jews. Can you make a show called Too Many Jews? <laughs> I No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> not now. Why not? Like, what, not now. now's the perfect time. Uh, and, like, so David, <laughs> because he's, you know, a genius, was like, you know what? The showrunner. Uh, the showrunner, David Cass, was like, just read for the other character, but don't do anything. Like, read it the way you just read. Which is the opposite of problematic. It's like, because you wouldn't put something on if you were gay. Right. So I was like, okay. So I went in and did the part. Now, in the part, there are a lot of, like, gay jokes. Right? Yeah. So it's like, you are, it's tough to, it's tough. It's a sitcom. It's like, it's tough to know how you're landing on that. So do you like, move through the world like, oh God, Happy Endings is now having like a revival on Netflix. People are enjoying it and you have to feel bad? No. I mean, like, I I, I didn't know it was going on. By the way, there's a lot of jokes about straight people yeah, in that show. Most know, of them. I didn't know it was going on until I did Z-Way's show the second time. Yeah. That's the. That's, that's when you get your report card. That's wow. when I got my report card. Yeah. And I didn't know, like the first time, I did Z-Way's show. I knew what was what was up. Which, like, what, what was it? I you know, I did a movie called Dirty Grandpa, and uh, I wore um, uh, <laughs> cornrows. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't great. I mean. Wasn't my call. I was going to say, <laughs> could she please interview producers and directors in the meanwhile? And what, but it was like, but, but the thing with Z-Way is she's, to me, the funniest yeah. fucking like, she talent. She is the best improviser. She's so fucking funny, and she's so on it. And if, and if you know that when you're doing it with her, it's like, I would love to do a 10 minute roast of why I had cornrows in a shitty movie, in like a yeah. bad Robert De Niro movie. Let's do it. It sounds yeah. fucking hilarious. The yeah. second time. It's nice to release the shame a little bit. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, like, uh, it's like I, I don't know. I mean, any person with a brain is like, yeah. No. Like, yeah. But I think that when you're in comedy, there's a little bit of a, you are, comedians now and, and, and comedic actors and are held to standards that are so, not that those shouldn't be the standards we're held to, but it's like Madonna wore cornrows for like six years. Like the yeah. music business is so scuzzy and disgusting that people don't even bother like even thinking about it. Drama, they're never, I mean, they're like, yeah. you can't make rape jokes. It's like CSI, hookers are hookers getting raped and we put our finger in the cavity and we pulled out some semen and this hooker and this, and you're just like, in drama, it's okay to for women to just get raped constantly and be like dead raped hookers, and then you make one joke and and everyone's like, it's yeah. like it's well, odd that that's normalized and we're being put under a microscope. I think it's like it's twofold on that level too because it's like I think the context of it is the reason that Madonna didn't go on Z-Way's show to talk about her cornrows right. is because she's not a comedian. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, but, it's not but as you get a funny. Free I, I understand. And so it's like, I, I went on knowing <laughs> that that was going to be like, boom, the image, yeah. like giant on Showtime and being like, well, this is going to be funny. 
because it's Z-Way and she's funny. People that are fans of comedy understand. They're like, yeah. this was funny 10 years ago. Ooh, not great. I mean, over the pandemic, I rewatched Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, boy. Dude, it's wild. Like, if, if you guys want to start the having conversations. kids dying. Dude, the <laughs> kids, kids left and die, right. like, horrible deaths. Yeah. And this Gene Wilder, one of my heroes, but yeah. he's just like, hey, children, come he's into my. killing them He's all. easily 77 years old. What about old. the fact that Oompa Loompas are, is, that's like slavery. Okay, he, yeah. He boated them in from another place. I just think there's a point where it's like, do you want to enjoy, con there's so little to enjoy right now. Do you want to just, like, drop the charges and enjoy it for what it is? If you need to see what date was that came out. If you need to, like, I'm not yeah. going to watch Charlie and Chocolate Factory and be like, these special effects suck. Because they do. It's like construction paper. Yeah. It looks like shit. But I'm like, I know when this was made. But I also think, and this is one of the geniuses of Z-Way's show, and I think it's why, like, what I love about her, and sim similar to you, is, like, if you're funny, if you're funny for real, and you like, funny in your bones, mm -hmm. then those mistakes that you made, you you want they're part of you they're part of yes. the thing yes. do you know what i mean that's part of your it's like going that it, to not know them mm -hmm. or acknowledge them or yeah. have thought about it in a comedic way yeah is to not be is to be what you're saying to be like oh god you know what i mean real quick yeah is this whole cancel culture thing with comedians a sneaky way to get people to watch things that we've been in 10 years ago possibly i mean I, like, I did something really offensive possibly. In... i mean louis won a grammy <laughs> dirty grandpa i mean yeah. please don't watch it no first of all i don't get residuals from dirty grandpa that's why i wanted to say one of the things i did say to her was like i just want you to know i was number like 37 on that call sheet <laughs> so if you think i was like making creative choices not like hey i think the cousin nick character would be Here's great in cornrows like you think i did that <laughs> It's not just like a, a casual. It tastes like eight. It's like an I eight hour to go to a salon. And even in the salon, the people doing my hair were like, this is a bad idea. <laughs> bad idea. You know, I was like, I, I think it's funny. I remember I came back. They the, sent you to like a barber shop. Yes, in they did. I, came, I remember I no, it was in, in Atlanta. I remember I came back from Atlanta. I came back from like Midtown Atlanta, East Atlanta. And the fact that you did it in Atlanta, I feel like extra points. Of course, I came back from the barbershop in East Atlanta with like these really tight cornrows, <laughs> so tight that my eyebrows were like pulled back. Oh, and I, I had, get them now. I had a do rag on, and I <laughs> oh. met oh, Jason Manzukis in the lobby for dinner, and he turned around and went upstairs. <laughs> so he wouldn't have dinner with me. I was like, I'm, I'll wear the do rag. He's like, that's, that's adding to it. <laughs> Like I have to keep it tight for shooting tomorrow. He's like, you should have said no. He, I remember he's like, you should have said no. I was like, I thought it was funny. He's like, it's not funny. <laughs> and it was. It's just it is odd when I think, you know, I think something in, I'm trying, I'm working on is catching up to where I am, and we'll never know where we are. And I think we have such career dysmorphia, but and I think that we for so long it was like. Yes, I'll wear the padded bra. Yes, mm -hmm. I'll wear the wig. Yes, I'll lose 100 pounds. Yes, I'll say this thing that I don't think is funny or that is. And it was just like, it was for so long, it was like paycheck to paycheck. Like, I don't know when I'm going to work again. And I have to do this. Well, I mean, I did last comic driving, not even standing. <laughs> I, I, hosted I was in a, a car. I hosted a game show a year and a half ago that didn't get picked up about Bob Ross. <laughs> By the way. That sounds that I, I that would that show would be massive. Yeah, it didn't get picked. It up. It would be massive. That's how bad you know it was. Who is it? But here's the thing now. A lot of times when things don't get picked up now for the TV dorks out there, 
Sometimes it just means the network completely went away. It's not. Yeah, no, no, that's true. It's about to happen now. I don't know. They're like, this will be on True TV. I was like, where's the stream? One hundred places to party before you die. This is like truly a dream. (laughs) It's fun. I'm not even joking. Like this is. Uh, I just did this show, uh, uh, just one episode of Kesha's Got a Show, where she's just going to haunted places and chasing ghosts. And it was just like, great. this is what I want to watch. Yeah, Don't tell me how to vote. Don't lecture me and tell me I'm an asshole. Like, people that just, like, war- they just want to laugh. This that's, looks so... That's what we did. I mean, we were basically, like, our favorite show, my favorite show, I won't speak for, for John, but uh, my favorite show is The Trip with Steve Coogan. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Robert, because it's just, like, oh. nothing. It's just, like, it's in the sweetest of ways. It's nothing, and, like... Even the later ones I like better than the first one when they like had a story. I like even like the ones where they truly are doing nothing. Because here's what I'll say. Now, the way that we consume meat, I think we're all very primed for things to be fragmented and they don't have to be linear and they yeah. don't have to be. I need to be able to dip in and out whenever I want. And I not want it feel to like- play while I'm making dinner. I want it to play while I'm hungover during January 1st. Like it's like <laughs> that's and, and I like that kind of programming. And so when we when we came up with it, we were like, I think it would be really funny if instead of like you know, learning anything or, or like going to these places and finding out like how horrible America is because they colonized everything. Maybe we just like get fucked up there. What if we just and like celebrate what is working? Yeah. It's like, what if we just went to a really nice restaurant that is run by some cool people? And then we went to like a funny museum wasted and that was a joke. And then we kind of like rented a boat <laughs> and like, <laughs> And, and that's it. You mean everyone's dream day? Yeah. What if I just did what everyone else enjoys doing? Yeah, and, and we didn't, and it, it's like the fun, and I love, the thing I'm really proud of is that it's it's high-low. It's not like. What are some places that you went? 101 places I mean, I have party. really good recs now, which is new for me because I feel like usually I'm texting you, but I feel like <laughs> I, like Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, Emily Virginia. Emily went to college in Richmond. Is a, is a town that I feel a deep connection to now where when I first got there I was like I don't think I'm welcome here because it's like super colonial mm-hmm. when you especially when you dip and you like drive in and you drive by like crazy courthouses and do you feel this because yeah. you're Jewish yes oh I, wow well there's anti one of the things you'll see on the show is that there is rampy rampant anti-semitism everywhere mm-hmm. everywhere and I want to talk about this because it's it I'm just gonna say it as best as I can and you know my my heart at this point if yeah. you don't whatever um i feel like it's not talked about as much because there's it's there's so much to do yeah that that is sort of like well you're white enough so we'll just put i i agree with that statement too because it's also like how do you say like it's like not necessarily getting shot in the street every day but synagogues are now just fully i mean i mean the highland park shooting is an anti-semitic Thing. Like, he tried to go to a synagogue. He tried first. to go. Yeah, it's like if you that it's weird that we're not like calling it that, but that's okay. It's also like I also understand. It's very weird that we're not calling it that. And here's what I'll say: I I I like knew enough because I think, you know, I'm just gonna say this the way that I, the Holocaust gets so much press. Yeah, we, we have good PR. <laughs> that, you're, that you're like, oh well, that's that was the you know now I'm cleaning up the aftermath. But I watched this documentary. It's not like amazingly made but it's what for what it's actually kind of magical in the way mm. that it's just very simple about the Catskills and I did not know this Catskills was originated from basically because Jewish people weren't allowed in country clubs yeah that's where my parents got there so my parents were in a rock band when I was a kid called Pallium Pal that would tour the Catskills and that's like what that's how I grew up it was like going to those big resorts and playing did you Jews. feel like we, and then it was like Dirty Dancing hitting a nerve yeah with and 
this is something that is obviously like whatever someone wants to do with their face is none of my business. Mm -hmm. I am people think I've already done crazy shit. If you think I've done crazy, you ain't seen nothing. <laughs> wait, dude, you just oh. wait. Okay, this is good facials and good makeup. When this shit starts falling, I need the cock and the grout. It's gonna get fucking wild. Oh man, I'm gonna look like fucking Alec Baldwin now. <laughs> I'm gonna look. I'm gonna be like. I'm gonna look like uh, the DP. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna be like someone. <laughs> I'm gonna be like someone. Get me the laser gun. Laser gun. Laser. <laughs> Let me see it first, though. But please point it at my face. Let me see it first. Point it right in my this face. This time, give it to the DP. Let them point it at me. Wildly. <laughs> Shoot it everywhere, willy nilly. <laughs> Every crevice of this old Irish jaunt. Straight white men, right again. <laughs> yeah. We're back. We're the back. Tomorrow I will be interviewing Woody Allen. Woody <laughs> Allen. Did that happen? Yes. I, mean, I didn't watch it, but I was. I wish I did. Okay. Well, like, we'll 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 put a pin in that because I I I could talk about that forever. My ADD. I did not take my Prozac today, but um. <laughs> as uh, soon as the court lifts my jurisdiction and. New Mexico, I will be traveling to Poland to interview Roland Polanski. Yes. Roman Polanski and me. As soon as I sire 47 more children soon, in a four-bedroom apartment. Did I ever tell you my Alec Ball? I don't care about this. I mean, this is great. My Alec Ball. You're looking at someone. I don't know who's in there. I was like, point, is it? Are we cutting? He works here now. Yeah, okay. That's what it's uh, come to. When I did that match game, I never got asked back. I did it once. And I think the reason I didn't get asked back was because I found him to be insane. And he like he took a liking to me early on because <laughs> I was good. the youngest person on the panel. It was mm -hmm. like a a older panel, mm -hmm. you know. A, friends of mine it was like Mario Cantone, and Cheryl Hines, Cheryl like Hines, the Caroline crew Ray, that's so good at that. The crew, yeah. you know, the the pros, the cir the, the circuit, yeah, yeah. And I was like the youngest person, so he like took a liking to me. So in between jokes, he would like come down. He would be like. Hollywood's kind of bullshit, huh? Like, talk to me or whatever. And I'd be like, yeah, you know, it's weird. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Tina says that, too. You know Tina, right? And we're like, yeah. Yeah. And so then, like, uh, he does that, like, thing. There's that moment where he does, like, the thing where he's, like, comes down on camera. And he's, like, reading a card about you. And he's like, so Adam grew up in uh, New York City and has three children. Oh, three children. That's really nice. Was, uh, halfway there to me, my friend. And then, and then they, like, and then it's like, ha, ha, ha. They cut off. And it, commercial cuts, and he's standing, like, leaning on my podium. And I'm like, hey, congratulations again. You know, I saw you had another baby. That's, that's, that's exciting. And he goes, yeah, I'm not fucking her. Wonder where they're coming from. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I just met you. Like, <laughs> we are not. <laughs> like, I don't. And I was like looking around, like Mario Cantone was like, I didn't hear anything. I was like, you didn't hear that? Mario's like, how come I didn't play your role on Happy Endings? <laughs> Mario, I looked at him, I was like, you didn't hear that? He's like, I didn't hear it. I was like, you didn't hear it? It's like, and I said to him after, I was like, do you hear that's fucking crazy? Like, I didn't, uh, that's when I get worried. It was like, someone's gonna be like, at, like on mic, that I'm Billy Bush. <laughs> You're Billy Bush! Mario Cantone, that is what, it, that is called a pro. Didn't hear it. Yep, didn't hear oh, it. You didn't hear that? <laughs> didn't know. hear and it. And I was like, cause I was so nervous. I was like, oh my God, I'm fucked, I'm fucked. I'm like, now I'm, now I'm laughing at that. <laughs> on camera in my mic because i was like ah you know like like and it was so like and he that, looked that, at me that's not a you don't you don't get paid a little for that gig no you get paid good a money lot, for yeah. that gig no he was making hamptons money mm -hmm. you know and so like i was like he wasn't making lawsuit in vermont money no 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 wasn't no. making uh no, no, no. rust lawsuit money. in fact i've been on the phone with tina we're gonna do 60 rock 
It's right next door. <laughs> We're going to do rock bottom. Rock bottom. <laughs> it's me and Jack. <laughs> have you ever read Alec Baldwin's book? Um, no, but I, um, I have read Steve Martin's book, and he has a chapter about hosting the Oscars with Alec Baldwin. It's like super revealing. Hmm. I was going to do a show with Alec Baldwin's ages ago, and I, I'm just, I'm fascinated. I don't think there's anything we could say about him that he wouldn't know or, or care or, or ca- give a shit yeah. i mean we had i had a big dealing with him during the president show yes he was so mad at me like well, publicly his book is i mean it's a reminder again that actors like are very sensitive people which i want to sort of loop back to like not to excuse any crazy behavior or anything but i remember reading being like okay i'm doing this job with alec Baldwin. i was playing his daughter in a show or something cool and um and um I mean, I think he's a great actor. I like. He's him. the greatest. But I mean, like his it, when he's in a Nancy Myers movie, mm-hmm. sign me up. Okay, I mean, can that's I tell my, you that, one story. I, that's... I have his body in that Nancy Myers movie as my mood board. If I could look like that now, I have like bells. Perfect couple. Should we do? Should we do a remake of? That? We should do <laughs> like a play of yes. that movie. Where I'm like Bell and you're like Baldwin for no reason, <laughs> and it's called for no reason, for which no is reason. what a Actually, Nancy Myers movie would be called. <laughs> I love them. Nancy Myers movies. I, I sometimes I keep them on pause in the kitchen scenes. That's why I. Th- that's why I got sort of beguiled and intoxicated by the Hamptons because I was like, oh, I just feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. That's why. It I, is. That's what I'm doing. You get a good. You get a good weekend in like a good Airbnb. You can really be like, I, I may stay here. I may actually marry this. Uh, I will find a way to. Um, I mean, you're you're doing. You, I found a tick on my pussy, Adam. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough. That's a point against the Hamptons. That is a bummer. for sure. Do okay. you? Can I? Am I allowed to ask sure, what happened? Sure, sure. A what? tick <laughs> got but, but, on my pussy. But what? But what? What were you doing? The it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> but it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. Now's the time to get two for $3.99. Mix and match a four-piece McNuggets, a McDouble, a McChicken, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Not, not, not that. Not like, what, what was the, what was I the was fucking a sprinkler? <laughs> there you go. Well, so then, answer question. Answer. I was obviously. I guess it was the way. I, I was, I was sneaking into millionaires' houses and riding their deer. We, but was, was it just like we're playing around in the backyard, like Leonardo DiCaprio style with a water gun? You ever see that picture? What movie is that? You ever oh. saw that, that? Like, he's I, at one of his girlfriend's play dates. Yeah, he's, yes, he's yeah, at yeah. like a, a three-year-old birthday party with a bouncy house and a water gun, and he's like his shirt off and his belly's out, and he's like unbothered and happy. <laughs> Just like, ah, <laughs> 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 what if he was just doing like a like um like a rendition of his Gilbert Grape character like, he looks, for a fan? First of all, he looks like me now in that picture, and I think it's for The Revenant, which is not a good sign. <laughs> My for favorite the... story about Leonardo DiCaprio in The Revenant is like, I I I'm not I don't get. I, there's just not enough, like, I get offered parts that are so, like, deeply insulting that even if it's, like, so, Im- such an impressive job, I'm just, like, I can't, I can't do this. You were offered the bear? <laughs> you didn't make you read? The it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> but it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. Now's the time to get two for $3.99. 
Mix and match a four-piece McNuggets, a McDouble, a McChicken, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Sunlight can spoil your wine and your good times if it's not properly stored. Mm. Now's the time to get those bottles out of boxes and off your countertops mm. and into a wine fridge from Wine Enthusiast. This is the most sexy piece of furniture I it's own. It's gorgeous. It it's stunning. It's stunning. Wine Enthusiast designs and offers. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Emily's drunk right now only because we were doing the wine enthusiast ad. This is mm. someone that I'm a method ad reader. Okay. Wine enthusiast. Then why off can't you be cool? <laughs> wine enthusiast offers the largest selection of wine coolers for every drinker, every budget, and every size collection from six to six hundred bottles. Whoa. Plus, expert wine storage consultants are available by phone to help you find the right fit for all your needs. Wine Enthusiast is the premier destination for the wine lifestyle, offering an inclusive and incredible selection of unique wine accessories, glassware, furniture, wine storage, gifts, and more. The wine lifestyle. <laughs> Sign my, me up. Finally, someone named my lifestyle. <laughs> W-H-I-N-E. <laughs> Visit WineEnthusiast.com or text the code GFY to 511-511. Not 911. That's what you call when you need somebody to bring you wine stat. Remember to text, G for F -G. Remember to text GFY to 511-511 today to check out all of Wine Enthusiast's summer savings. Text GFY to 511-511 today. Certain exclusions may apply. You may receive up to one additional text. Text fees may apply. Text stop to opt out. When I'm not drinking wine out of my wine fridge, mm. I'm drinking. You don't have one. I have one. <laughs> you don't know what they send me. She lives in your garage. <laughs> you know that? <laughs> you know that? Squatter's rights. I had a seeking suspicion. <laughs> when I'm not drinking wine, I'm drinking mud water. The coffee alternative with four. Remember, I can't. Thank read God you have a boyfriend now. <laughs> yeah, he lives in your garage too. You haven't seen him around. He's our boyfriend. <laughs> Red flag. When I'm not drinking wine, I'm drinking a coffee substitute. <laughs> no water ever. And anywhere uh, mud water. It's a coffee alternative with four adaptogenic mushrooms and. Ayurvedic herbs with one seventh the amount of caffeine as a cup of coffee, so you get the energy without the anxiety, jitters, or crap. Coffee, like it's a what's it called? A gateway drug to sugar mm -hmm. for me and dairy and trash mm -hmm. and whatever. So yeah. I can't. Coffee's just no bueno for this kid. Mm -hmm. But I've always been looking for a substitute that isn't like um a uh, like a like a bouquet of daffodils. So mud water. This is a cacao. Masala chai, which is black tea, Delicious. ginger, cardamom, cloves, nutmeg, black pepper, uh, chaga, reishi, cinnamon, turmeric, Himalayan salt or Himalayan? Himalayan. Himalayan. Okay, well, I know some shit you guys don't. Um, <laughs> so nothing in here is only 20 calories. You put one teaspoon mm -hmm. in water and yeah. that's it. Yeah. A little you honey if that? you want it, your favorite milk, your soy milk, your oat milk. Yeah. I don't know. You can put some of your MCT oil in it if you're a high performer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. If you're one of those, if you have cauliflower ear and you need to put like butter in your coffee, knock yourself out. You can just do it in your mud water instead. And by the way, aside from how good it is for you and how much it works, dude, who is the coolest person at work? Oh, yeah. The to person with this cubicle? on their desk. The yeah, absolutely. If yeah. I saw this at a guy's desk, I'd be like, what's up? Yeah. What's good? And Organic, gluten free, vegan, non GMO, whole 30 and kosher. Yeah. Go to mudwater.com slash Whitney to support the show and use code Whitney for 15 percent off. I just read a review about Hacks season two that was like, 
it's great, but it's kind of more of the same. And I was like, that's funny. That's what people want. Do you mean season two? <laughs> it was weird. It wasn't a different show. <laughs> I went in and it was the same actors. And they were kind of doing the same thing. It was weird. It was like boring. Uh, we've seen you be called by this name. Like, I, and you're like, this is a critic writing this. More of the same. Like, you how, how deep you want them to go. You want, you, it's like, what would be, if I was writing it next year, they should do hacks in space. You know what? <laughs> like, fuck are we talking about? Isn't TV you like. You don't ruin it for everyone fucking Aziz. Second season, he's like in Italy. Yeah, well, uh, Master of Run 2 is like, I don't even know what, who is the master? None. None. There's no, no you know why? Because no one watches it. Huh? It's okay. Aziz, like, you don't have to cut that. It's fine. <laughs> Well, I just love when I'm like, well, we're just trying to get shows on the air, and I'm like, Aziz gets to live in Italy for two years? Yeah. So, okay, I have some things written down because I think people do get frustrated when I blue ball them with um, not finishing stories. No, no. So, really quick about Leonardo DiCaprio, because I feel like you have a million stories like this. Uh, the Revenant, I, I really did not enjoy watching it. I know it's a brilliant movie. Uh -huh. I, like, had to leave the theater a couple times. I just couldn't deal. So I had to leave when anything was horrific, and then I just got obsessed with researching the movie. And Leonardo DiCaprio, so uh, uh, he they shot with real light, no artificial light. Right. And he was outside every day for like eleven months. Where they shoot it, like up northern Chile, Canada? Like, Chile, like no, like Na Chile, Chile, like Nanook of the North type shit. Right, right. And he made a character choice to wear fingerless gloves. That was like his big like character choice. And like two <laughs> months in, he was like, "Fuck." Why did I do this? And oh, for yeah. like eight more months, he had to wear fingerless gloves. I've done that on sets with like pizza, where they're like, <laughs> where there'll be like a group scene and I'm eating pizza and I'll like be like, this is funny if I do it like this. And then they're like, okay, so we just need to do Adam's single of the pizza and then the Adam's reaction to Casey with a pizza. And you're like, what? What? <laughs> I was just the line, right? They're like, we're scrapping the line. Now it's merely about the pizza. Like, <laughs> like I, I have diabetes. Oh, yeah. Can we maybe? Casey one time legit had like passed out on on happy endings from a gag where she had to drink mimosas and they just and like they didn't water down the orange juice it was like early in the morning and she was like and the joke was like take a chug of the thing and people are like ha ha the character yes, can't she, be at lunch without, without drinking mimosas. To numb her feelings. right Got it. but because it's like that job and everything it was like all day and in the middle of the day, she was like, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and like, no one saw her. <laughs> and they came back. They're like, we're going to do, like, everyone's waiting around on their phones. Like, we're going to do Casey's coverage tomorrow. <laughs> I love good business. Good business. Just, when I love business. I love business as an actor. Someone's like, someone's like, we need you to be doing something. I'm like, I got just a thing. <laughs> what's out, the line? Got it. Pull out your thigh it's like, Yeah, I don't know if, uh, Wait, so I don't know if it's like, I don't know if you're ready to be a single guy, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, I don't know, call me crazy, but like, <laughs> you're 35. You, you're rich. <laughs> you mix race. You got everything going for you. And I'm gay. <laughs> and, and, and who am I? I'm your gay best friend. I gotta get out of here. I have a hair appointment oh, in Atlanta. Oh, oh. These are not mine. <laughs> I just stole those. <laughs> Good business is my, this would be my actor nickname. <laughs>
Great, I'm great. I'm the best with a remote control. I'm the best with a remote control. I see on TV all the time, other actors sit down, they sit down for a TV scene. It's like, yeah, I don't know. She said she was going to the mall. And uh, then we went to, we went to the mall, but we didn't get what we wanted. It's like, for me, we're watching TV. Fucking, I got it. I sit down right away. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what was uh, going on. We had, um, Batteries are weird. <laughs> we didn't the, see by her. the way, the props guy gets fired. Prop guy's like, shit. And I'm like, no, no, no it's business. He's <laughs> like, fuck you. Calm, calm down, Greg Pops. It's business. <laughs> well, that's when I was in this, when I was doing the drama. The character had kind of like a drinking problem, or like would be drinking a lot, and I would like in the scenes like plan out where, I was, and then they'd be like, all right, we're gonna go again, and I'd have to be like, um, we continuity on the wine. <laughs> like it was just so. It was oh. like, oh, did the actor make a joke? Because I was right. like, oh, can you? Because then I'm all. Continuity when I I do it all. It's the embarrassing time too. to have to advocate for your business between takes. Oh, I know it's so embarrassing. <laughs> Asking for anything as an actor is embarrassing. Like because you're like, I know everybody's um working in a physical manner that uh, <laughs> really pushes you to the limit of all of your um, strength, and it'll be dangerous to commute home <laughs> after this. Um, but uh, the last couple of takes, I've been screaming. Um, is there any throat coat? Like, and if we don't have it, that's fine. I'll do it again. But uh, look, I have Ricola's in my rider. Yeah. They weren't in the trailer. That's totally. And I don't want to make a problem because this is an indie. It's small. And I don't want to make a thing about it, you know. But I do need those drops, and I will not work till I get them. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Because it just is like it's it's interesting because I feel like like when we first started talking, I d oh, and I want to talk about your show because I have a theory. Oh, I'm doing your poster. Look at me. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> something. Here's what I'll say: just in terms of people being offended by shows that were made ten years ago or two days ago, I think it's important. And hopefully, I think this conversation is an insight into kind of like the way comedy writers and actors work and how sensitive we are and how hard we try. No one is writing a romantic comedy like, I hope in 10 years this offends people. Anyone that's writing a romantic comedy, good, bad, whatever, a, a, a comedy TV show, they're like, how do I make all these strangers laugh? How do I make my dad love me? How, like, it's the most sensitive, insecure people that are trying to do anything for love that hate. If you hate us, no one hates us more than us. It's hilarious. That's true. Like, I hated that thing you did. I'm like, guess what? I hated it even more. Oh, yeah, it sucked. You should have seen what it was before I got my hands on oh, it in, the, yeah. in post. I yeah. was like, I agree with you. I did it for money. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I put myself aside of it. You're the weirdo that like, watched it. I haven't even yeah, seen it. Yeah. Like when I people are like, that movie you did sucked. I'm like, you watched that? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. what's going on with you? So many clunkers. So it's like, I just feel like, you know, we are at this place where we can't really separate intention and impact. And there are certain places where you shouldn't. You just go, there's, I don't care about your Attention. It's you it's should know wrong. better by now. Right. But I think that there's like, it's important just to remember like, it's wild to me that when that every time you know I meet someone new as a comedian, like comedians like they're in a lot of pain, right? And then next thing on Twitter, people are like fuck you for that role you played ten years ago. It's like you know on some level people are like the stereotype about comedians is they're in a lot of pain, they've had a lot of trauma, yet we're gonna be the hardest on them mm -hmm. for just trying to make someone laugh 10 years ago. Yeah, well I think that that, that 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 is also a fun, a fun thing now as well. It's like hunting in a way where it's like, People, this is not the Joe Rogan podcast. People are, no, not that I kind of hunting. I cannot have this guy. No, 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 but like people, people are like, for every person they like, every, but you like when you see a headline come out about them 
there's a little bit of like joy that it might be negative. You know, there's like a tinge of it. So I think people hunt it in a certain way. So it's like a story can be can grow and grow and grow because there is a little bit of us, all of us, mm -hmm. that get the same dopamine hit when something bad happens or someone does something wrong. Or, yeah, and that schadenfreude is like grow, grows. Well, because it's actually, it's our brain's primordial, maybe this is the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, <laughs> it's our brain's like primordial way of watching a mass shaming and learning from it. And right. Going, and number one, hiding and going, him, him, which protects you. Right. Then I'm not, anyone, it's, you're pointing a finger at someone else, you're pointing through at yourself, right? Yeah. So it's like, I'm now distracting from the fact that, of course, I've said some crazy shit I'm not supposed to say, but let's just focus on that person. And it's studying. It's like why we stopped to look at, tra at um, car wrecks. Uh, yes. Car wrecks. It's Completely. studying. It's your yeah. brain preparing for don't do that. Right. And, and, and I think that, that, that is like really growing the more, the more that it becomes possible to be in trouble mm -hmm. for things like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like for Twitter jokes to cost you the Academy Awards or stuff. It's like that, that is so people like that story so much. Yeah. And they like that. Like that feels like change to some people. They're mm -hmm. like, you know what was good when we shamed Kevin Hart out of hosting the Oscars because of his old jokes, mm -hmm. we, ch we did it. We fought the system and we won. Mm -hmm. And I actually don't think that's a win. Mm -hmm. I think that's more of like, a uh, a, like, you f you did the same thing in a way you did we like watch seat fillers read off a prompter that year yeah we did and it's like you you nailed didn't, it you didn't win you lost a talented host who didn't even have the chance to like deal with something that you know is like in the ether and it's know? also the one thing i will say about that is i guess part of the reason i mean obviously that was like just you know what, what when i see stuff like that i'm like i know kevin's gonna be okay yeah like most people don't get, most people go Ugh, we've all also like you know we've all said shit like thought shit like that or whatever back in the day you know it's sort of you're like oh i laughed at that 10 years ago so you know what i'm a dickhead too let's just fuck, cut our well, losses like let's not let's do a living amends let's not do that again but i'm also big on like jokes or jokes like that is a joke well, don't you think that kevin now like don't you think like like the thing that like i was saying like to get him to like, he did the right thing because it was what he wanted to do. And I also think it would have, it usually hurts great comedic actor and famous people's career to do the Oscars. I remember right. seeing that going, oh, Kevin, why? Why? But I, but I think to me, the reason it came to my mind is because it was such, it was like one of the prime examples of like the, the, they got, they, he stepped down. He was like, I'm not going to do it because yeah. it's not worth it. And like, um, I agree with let's change his mind mm -hmm. let's change his jokes those jokes weren't great whatever but like this is one of the funniest people in the history of the world who who's done who's you know, done a library yeah who is who has podcasts who has movies who has all who is who has been making jokes his entire life some good mostly at his own expense mo, mo, that's what makes kevin so amazing so like when when that happened and then it became this headline of like we did enact change that to me is different than getting like a bill passed 
Oh, do you yeah, know what I mean? It's like a progress that gives us this little. I mean, it's an addiction. It's it's I think yeah. we will, I think we will look back in 20 years, you know, and go remember when people were just allowed to be on Twitter and post whenever they wanted, whatever they wanted. It's a self-righteous indignation addiction. I mean, 22 percent of people make 80 percent of the tweets like these are people that just like need that the same way you and I want to go make jokes and make people laugh sure. all the time. They want to make people feel bad. It makes them feel better. And like, you know, I didn't hear someone go. What if someone watches uh, Kevin Hart and his movie loves him, watches him on the Oscars? And then this eight-year-old kid, whatever, goes on YouTube, Googles Kevin Hart, and sees that joke, whatever. And then you're like, oh, I guess I see your logic of like, but I'm like, what? Like, but like I have an arrest in mind. Then even like not to bring it, not to be an, an. I felt my brain going narcissistic there, but like to take the conversation back to me, but like I have an arrest in my record. Humble brag. Uh, yeah. What like, happened? Drugs. Like you. you what, know. But when was this? Like couple months recently ago. <laughs> <laughs> no like i think like a long, a long time ago but, yeah, yeah. but i was a, a person of known of name and like does that mean that because of that i can't be in a disney movie or can't make a movie for kids right uh no it doesn't it's it's but that is not what people are coming after and they're not coming after your personal life they'll go oh man he must have been in a rough spot right. whereas if you make a joke on stage that everyone laughs at that's when people go oh this person's dangerous because something they're saying that's offensive could ignite they're normalizing like right. i believe this is the argument of the people that but what's worse the person who's done it and had like not and, and again like what's worse is what i'm saying like to me it, he it's like Minority Report mm -hmm. in a way. It's like I have a police record. Well, yeah. not anymore, but I did have a police record. Yeah, I, I wasn't hosting the Oscars, but mm -hmm. like I I didn't have at the time a joke that was deemed inappropriate. And like I don't know why I would even put myself in that in a in a position. But I'm just saying like it doesn't feel the the perfect record that you need to have in order yeah. to like get through this environment. To yeah. me, is sometimes uh, like. Um, I think that's why like Kevin was like, I'm not even gonna fuck with it here because it won't be funny. Mm -hmm. Now it's not funny. Yeah. You know, well, yeah, now he had do. to go and apologize. And he's too rich for that. I mean, yeah. that's the other thing is that you guys like, I mean, I think people are seeing now it's like a lot, a lot of what you're doing when you're trying to like cancel someone to go, it's like you're actually making them a martyr. Yeah. I argue he's more respected now than he was before, just in a matter yeah. of like, damn, that was I kind of thought you were just like the most talented person in the world. And now like you're kind of a gangster. Now you handled your the shit. The fact that yeah. you walked away from that as yeah. someone that kind of is like does everything and is probably gonna win 20 egots and stuff. You're yeah. just like, I don't need this. Like, and the fact that he didn't really back down and you know, and I and and to me, look, I I can't, you know. I think we're at a place now where it's like, okay, there's certain things that are not okay just because people won't laugh. Like, I think if he told that joke today, people would go, ugh. But back then they didn't, you know? And I think that there's a lot of shit we're saying today that's not going to age well. But, you know, I think that there's, we're losing some teaching moments. We're losing some moments to be able to say to your kids, like, yeah, what this, this was 20 years ago. People used to talk like this. Yeah. It's not okay anymore. But this is what we're up. This is, this was 20 years ago. You know, it's yeah. like the same way of, I mean, and, and for it just like, joking about this isn't funny here's why like we're losing a lot of that and then the kids just gonna go out in the world and they're, they're just gonna deal with it at school and have no exposure because they've been so coddled because no entertainment has shown anything offensive yeah well that is definitely true too and like having a kid i have a 10 year old kid who is like it's really hard to like he cancels me at home every day mm -hmm. you know for like 
you know what he would term a microaggression or whatever like and he's 10 <laughs> you know and it's like he may be right and i try to learn from it yeah like when he says it to me and sometimes i am like shut the fuck but up but also he's 10 and he's and, and it's also i mean there I, I do believe this is and i you know work with animals where when you're training animals or, or rehabilitating animals, untraining them kind of, mm. they want you to be in charge. Yeah, they They want you, and they're testing you. And yeah. you go, oh, I guess we should go over here. Like, you want to go over here? And then I'm like, well, you just walk me into a fucking ditch. Oh, you're trying to get me to step up and be the lead mare and be the alpha, whatever word you want to use. And you're testing me, and I can either let you walk all over me, but, like, guess what? This shit in the real world is going to get you punched in the face. Yeah. You know? And guess what? Even if you don't agree with me, I pay the bills. When you're 18, you can say whatever the fuck you want. You can talk to people however you want, and you'll learn the hard way. But like, I'm, I I just this thing where uh, you know I'm the and I do it too. I think I overcorrect. Uh, Pat's got COVID, and um, I join the club. To the <laughs> I got the whole collection. Because I always want to go. You know, I always ask like you know Grace who, um, uh, is uh you know my sister always be like, is this okay? Should I not say that? And it's like, and I want to check in and get it right and corroborate. But the same way, like when I ask like. A Native American person, everyone's gonna have a different answer. But I'm like, we can't say any. We say, do we say indigenous or native? And they're like, we don't care. Yeah. Fucking help us. We live in disaster. Well, areas. that's that is getting lost too. And I, but I also think like, um, like, because there's the other side of this conversation as well, which is the the old man of it all, sure, or the older the oldness of it all. Because like, I do feel like in a certain way, this conversation has been co opted in a way by the old men against trans rights like so funny do you, like th this conversation is smaller than that to me like this is about like uh comedic but like the relentlessness of these old men comics who go after the trans community is so dangerous and bad to me that that it's gone from not a, it's gone from the joke part of it to the hill they're dying on to say what we're saying about material do you know what I mean? Imagine though, this is this is to to I think that you know there's certain things that I don't mean to get all like men and women are different. No, no, of course. You know, um, women be shopping. I'm not. I'm not going to pretend. You know, it's just it's literally. I was getting in an Uber <laughs> this morning from Baltimore, and I had this heavy bag. You know that whatever the bunch of it. And I, I literally could not care. I, I work, I work out very hard. Yeah. I'm on some things that are probably like not FDA approved to right. be strong and, and this fucking Uber guy who's like 30 pounds. He's like a, this guy from India. He's like 98. He's picked it up and put it in the car. And I'm like, men and women are different. I'm sorry. Like, they're, well, I, but that's, but, but that's, I, that's just a, that, that's a different just. But that joke is like, is like, uh, it, it has nothing to do with a challenged like the, the to me the bother of it and like without like naming names of it but there's a, a run of older comedians but here's what it is we okay so i just have to break it down because if you're a woman you see the world slightly differently do you know sure. what i'm saying so men have not had to be afraid of everything so what are men afraid of and all anger comes from fear and sure. right? robots and trans women because they're yes. the only two people that are like have uh, they don't understand and are more powerful than them. So but this I makes guess perfect sense to me. I I agree with you, I agree with what you're saying, and I feel like the bummer is the the bummer. And it's every man's biggest fear to be with a hooker, and it every guy not every man well, just like you, okay, so older men. I guess is my thing. Like it seems to be every guy, every comic had a joke twenty years ago that was right. like I went to Tijuana and I fucked a hooker, or whatever we called them back then, and then it was a kishi. Right. Every guy, every like comic has gotten I mean, a blowjob from a trans. But that's person. just gay panic. 
I mean, that's Correct. just like. Gay... And now they have to cover their tracks. By but that's being... just gay panic, which to me was like never funny. It yeah. like it didn't make sense to me. And I feel like now this panic because I watch some of these guys do their material on trans mm -hmm. and I'm like, you don't even really believe what you're saying. Mm -hmm. You just don't like that people are saying, hey, I don't like this material or like people are saying, you know what, maybe you're wrong and you don't see it because you're older or you're not or your gay panic mm -hmm. is so insane that you can't see the humanity in this thing. And and instead of like, in, I don't think they shouldn't joke about it. I don't care. Yeah. But like, instead of like going in, they go, no, this is the hill I'm going to die on. Mm -hmm. And there was one comic, I forget his name, was like this young British dude Ricky who was Gervais? like- No, no, <laughs> young British dude who was doing this bit that like went viral, who was like making fun of, of Ricky Gervais being like, you don't like my truth, well, I'm gonna challenge you because you bought a ticket. So I'm gonna tell you how it is. I'm gonna tell you the truth and it's challenging. I'm ready to challenge you. You ready to be challenged? <laughs> I'm gonna challenge you. It's like, yeah, because no one's had more of a challenge than the trans community. Yeah, right, right. Like, so there is a sense of like, yeah. challenge me with something besides this. This does not, you, it, it, it is such a humanity, it's, it's such a human rights thing that is now becoming really, really important that I'm tired of having to like, co-opt as a comedian my conversation yeah. about what i can and can't say mm -hmm. with your really minute old school gay panic i don't understand what that means like uh... co-opting means like when you take like for me like like i feel co-opted on this conversation because as a comedian who like has to think of bits and write bits all the time what do you mean you feel co-opted like i'm like, taking it yeah like they're taking it like the conversation about comedy really shouldn't be about trans rights that's its own thing. Yes. And it's very important. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. because of this old school view of men being so afraid of dying or, or getting fucked, mm -hmm. that that has become the comedy conversation. Mm -hmm. And it's not fair to the trans conversation. And it's also like, just like, we, it's not, that's not the hill. Robin Tran, who is a trans comedian, has one of the fucking best jokes ever. Um, she was on the road with me for a while. She's brilliant. She just did that Letterman interview show. And she's, first of all, she's like, I'm the laziest trans person on the planet. She goes, my uh, my email address is still robertran at gmail.com. <laughs> she's like, like, I don't, it's like, I'm not that trans. I'm going to change my, like, get a new password. And then she's like, the reason, because um, she's Vietnamese, and she's like, the reason that white trans women are so, like, like um, entitled, I think is what she said, is because they became a double minority overnight. <laughs> yeah, they, they had white male privilege. And now, so it's like a lot of what we, you know, it's all great. my all my trans girlfriends are like, people are meeting me. I'm like, yeah, welcome to being a woman, bitch. But this is how it goes. And that's like, Jean they make fun of us. They hate us. And here's what I'll say. The, the hatred of trans women is, don't get it twisted. It's a hatred of women. Agreed. It is a hatred of women, period. So Agreed. when, and here's my other thing with trans women. People are like, these trans women, they, they're challenging us. I'm like, let us, this is our, let us handle it. So don't. We're, they're women now, they're women. This is our problem and we will, we will uh, fucking do our mean girl shit with them. They will get humbled very quickly. Like. I guess that's why it bothers me when you see this rush of like 60 plus men mm -hmm. put out special after special after special. I don't With chunks. Yeah. With chunks. Yeah. Of material about it because you're like. But comedy with older guys, I believe becomes a bravery contest. You've already proved you're funny. You can already get applause breaks. It's not enough for your addiction. Yeah. Now you have to get 
Well, that's you either now, die young and a genius. A lot or... of time, I, like a lot of these really, I think, big comics. It's a lot of like I'm gonna do the thing everyone's too afraid to do. Yeah, but not the good ones. Like, they're just trying to impress their other big. You don't have to be like that though, because no. the good ones to me, like, but like also we we also I don't hear David Spade's fucking trans shit. Well, he's a trans woman. I know, which so. is why he's so good. At the... No, like I David is like to me like possibly the best. Like he's I so funny. I. To sit in a room with him and hear him just be at a, in a, at a restaurant with him is, is like the funniest thing ever. I've only been like on the periphery of it, you know? And like, yeah, I don't, every time I see him, he makes me laugh online or in, in person. He's, and he rarely has to do anything of that nature. Here's my favorite. This is one of my, I love like a showbiz moment. I feel like we're old enough now to like have those moments <laughs> yes, that you course. get like, it makes me feel like. But I was waiting to see if a TV show was going to get picked up. And there was a time where you, like, didn't know for, like, two weeks. Mm -hmm. And you're waiting. And he was on, like, Till Death or one of those shows. Where he made a Air, billion Air, dollars. LAX. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And so um, that was a show. There was a show called LAX that was about. LAX to, LA to Vegas, right? Well, there was one just called LAX oh. with Heather Locklear. And she <laughs> ran the airport. <laughs> I believe that was David. I Smith. drove to Van Nuys six or seven times to try to play her assistant. <laughs> Imagine going to the airport as your daily job like as an actor <laughs> it's like i've already dreamed this hell once i literally i i would rather just work at tsa it looks more fun <laughs> than like pretend like and so um uh he said he he we were texting about something i don't know we were gonna maybe do something together and and we, we we'd met in person maybe but he called me and he's like it was one of those he just reached out proactively I'm not blonde, so I knew he didn't want to fuck me. And he's like, hey, have you heard anything? And I was like, no. And he was like, here's the deal with Hollywood. Bad news travels slow. No one wants to give you the bad news. Yeah. When it's good news, everyone's like, you know, when the ratings come in and they're great, you're getting calls at 5 a.m. because everyone wants to deliver you the good news. But when there's bad news, everyone's like, mm, did you call? Ah, well, tra trading, trading, yeah. trading calls, trading, trading. So he's like, we both are getting bad news. And it was like, the kindest thing because he just was like, this has happened to me a million. It just was like, it was so thoughtful and helpful. And he probably has no idea how big of a deal that was to me, but it really was. Cause I, everyone in your life tries to like keep your hopes up yeah, but he just for no me, reason. Yeah, No, Dan Levy did something like that for me after our show got canceled. And because I was like really down and I was, cause I was like, it's just, I've had so many. And, and, and that but show. I just think at this point, we, so I'm so sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I'm so sorry to, be rude to you to try to, to help, help you to make me feel bad. I'm like such I'm like I'm like an asshole to try to be nice. No, please. I which don't is mind. like I I mean it's weird because I had this journalist once say to me this journalist was like, so how do you feel about the fact that your show only went 43 episodes or something? And I was like, that's a fucking lot. That is a lot. I was like, I, I, you know, there was nothing more to do there. Yeah. And like two seasons, that's a success. Like we Huge. we I mean in England they do six episodes, six episodes. Faulty Towers was what three seasons of eight episodes. Like yeah. I think that we have this thing. What did you want to go for twelve years? Someone asked me about this uh, when I the other day when I was starting promoting and they were like, so this is a travel show. Um, do you think you'll act again? And I was like, excuse me, what? Like. Uh, I'm acting like I can fucking tolerate your presence like, right now. This, act, this is acting. And they're like, no, I mean, like, do you think you'll go into hosting? And I was like, I, what are you talking about? Like, does, is everybody that has a podcast now uh, a host? No. It's yeah. like, this is no different than that. It's no different. It, there's like, this thing where, yeah, I mean, I think that it's like, 
once you do one thing, you can't go back. It's like, I'm always like, look at Nick Cannon, motherfucker. He's doing movies. He's hosting things. He's doing the Easter parade. He's doing commercials. And he's making time for fresh he could kids. Do, he's got 90 kids. So it's like, yeah, it's in it, Alec Baldwin at that time. I remember he was yeah. someone that I was looking to. He's like, he's doing talk shows. He's doing scripted. He's doing movies. He's the doing only ed- thing that anyone would care about is if I shot someone. And I don't see that happening. <laughs> even by accident on a movie set. I would say me shooting someone is so far from the realm of possibility. <laughs> Can I tell you so- okay, this is the story I was going to tell. I'm trying to figure out how to tell it without naming names. Without naming names. So there was a time when you would be put through such a fucking ringer um, to try to get a job. And a lot of it was just mind games. The director like liked to watch you like grovel and bang and crazy shit. And I was trying to think of what you were saying before about like this person didn't want to cast me because I'm I'm this and I'm that and I'm not gay and I'm not that but also just to be clear you know guys too there was a time where we didn't get cast because the <coughs> boss didn't want to fuck us oh yeah like there's bigger there's a lot of problems here this is this is a business that was built on the back of a five-year-old child named Shirley Temple it was problematic let's, it was it, let's not pretend like just now it's getting wild like this no, is a it's... boundaryless sick business yeah. and so i was auditioning for this director for this big movie that alec baldwin was in and yeah um, i mean you'll figure out what it is but um i auditioned for it and was this another one where you were auditioning for a bear is this the hunt <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't the bear be less attractive <laughs> <laughs> she's great it's not what i was thinking <laughs> Let me have a word with her in my trailer. <laughs> I want to talk to the bear. <laughs> and are you okay? <coughs> this Alec, is the one. You Alec can't voice. do that. I'm sorry. Get your microphone away from you. Stop it. <laughs> my Alec voice gave me COVID. One, t- one time I ate an almond on this show. We lost like 5,000 fucking chicken. <laughs> no, Topher Grace ate a chicken sandwich. And it was like we had to I, 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 crawl our way back. I have that tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> of Topher Grace eating a chicken sandwich. <laughs> it's big. <laughs> it's huge. I hold back. The fact that they had to put on 70s clothes every day for seven years is so funny to me. <laughs> the fact that they're in the chair, like, it's still the 70s? Can it be the 80s by uh, now? I we're still phones, doing this like... hairstyle. Um, okay, so Alec Baldwin comes. So this. I'm auditioning for this director. It's kind of clear I'm not getting it. And he's just kind of like, I have to fly to Boston to do another audition. I'm flying to Boston. No, on my own dime. He's like, come read with me in person here. I read with him here. I get to, it's his production office. So they're already shooting the movie. Someone's clearly already got this job. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a call sheet. Like, I'm not up for this. And he goes, um, I, I show you not. I do the scene, which is a dumb scene. It's literally like, so who are you dating? You're never gonna date it. You know what? You need a makeover. Right. Like it's yeah, literally. You've done it a thousand times. I'm literally. Yeah. I got this. I know this part. I am the shrill Judy Greer. I got it. <laughs> and um, and he goes, do it again. And your favorite color is purple, bro. <gasps> and I remember being like, like I did the same ex- truly exact thing, and just was like, okay, think of purple. I was like, this guy's making me better. He's making me better. Okay, got it. And then it was, do it again, and your sister's in the hospital. I'm like 90% sure my sister was actually in the hospital <laughs> at the time. So I remember just I like, so- like so- I just started like sobbing. And he's like, okay, not it's like- It's a comedy. I know, yeah, I do- 100%. It's a total nightmare. I go home completely demoralized. Like, you're such a piece of shit. Like, you're never gonna get like make it in this business, like whatever. And then Alec Baldwin, I heard from 
people that were working on the movie, Alec Baldwin came on the set and he came in like a weekend. They'd already been filming. And the director was pulling a lot of that shit with the actors. It was they do one take and then that. And so Alec Baldwin goes and does his first take. It's a giant wide shot of like a monologue. It's like a classic Alec Baldwin kind of mm. role. And he gives this big monologue, and literally the crew like claps. Like it's like one of those where you yeah, yeah. where you know he just hit it out he of the park. It. And then um, let's say the director's name is Adam Pally. Okay. Great. So after his amazing take, director Adam Pally goes up to Alec Baldwin and is like, uh, you like whispering in his ear and just giving him all these notes. Goes back to sit in his. Adam Pally goes back to sit in his chair, and Alec Baldwin just turns to the whole crew and goes, Adam Pally. Director or obstacle <laughs> like oh to the entire God. crew, and the director like never, never gave a note. Like it was over, and I remember like it's, it's bad that I've heard that story now. You have? Oh no, what? No, no, no it's bad that I now I'm now armed with that story as I go into my next job. So I'm gonna be like, let me tell you a story about Alex Baldwin. <laughs> 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 um, okay, I want to ask you a couple things. Okay, really quick about this show. Where else besides Richmond do you have a magical, con- Richmond magical loved, connection? Uh, Puerto even though Rico, you're Jewish, they forgave you. They forgave me. Puerto Rico is like uh, the best. Miami. Um, I think we 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 didn't go to one like club in Miami mm-hmm. and had the best time. Yeah. I feel like Miami is uh gets a bad rap mm-hmm. you know because people feel like it's like this deluge of south beach it's like almost vegas style rap but it's, I it's think really it's the fun cocaine and but drugs. that's america that's, uh, yeah that's true there's cocaine everywhere it's true. just like anti-semitism it that's is true. everywhere you bet um and i like that and then um I... i'll tell you where i didn't love Ooh. i'll tell you where i don't need to go back to Without like alienating anybody, it's, pro- it's probably that's what we do here. That's our brand. Probably fine because I don't think anybody who is born there stays there. Israel. Well, I can't right now. <laughs> I just uh, I fall on the other side of that. No, uh, uh, Portland. You're not alone. I found Portland, Oregon, to be like I was all psyched for it. People were like, "You're gonna love it," and then I got there and I was like, "What am I gonna love about this?" Like they hate me. If you don't like love like waiting for coffee for like 45 minutes yeah like they get to it when they get if you're gonna do portland the portland way i was dating someone that lived in portland for like two years i would go up there all the time and i remember being like i get to like rewrite i'm off on script i have a month to write a script i'm like what do people do that have jobs you order a coffee they're making it like they're dripping it money doesn't make anything go around the guy's like doing finishing his hacky sack game and you're like can i just get my coffee like who has this time i had a conversation with portland legit we landed on a sunday and i went out and like the town was like toast nothing was open on a sunday yeah and i was like is it religious or something so i was like asking the coffee shop i'm like seems kind of dead and they're like yeah sundays are really dead asperger's they're like sundays are really dead people go out pretty hard on saturday so sundays are kind of dead it's like oh so they close the stores yeah a lot of them yeah it's like well do you think this place will be open tomorrow like monday is kind of like (laughs) monday's kind of tough it's like kind of like a second sunday (laughs) (laughs) and i was like well then wouldn't it be sunday do they work? Do people work? He's like, yeah, people work. It's like tough. And I was like, well, what about Tuesdays? Like Tuesday, second Monday. And I was like, what is this fucking and city? By the way, like, it's everyone no works one... from home, but this is a store. I need I'm you at a here. Store. I need I'm you here. Sitting brick and mortar. <laughs> Open the door. I need like, that beaded satchel. Yeah, like now. where? It's just money. Money doesn't matter in Portland. People truly are like, I'll get to it when I get to it. But like, d- yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Fred Armisen and Carrie Brownstein did such an amazing job. I feel like of uh, satirizing Portland, but 
it is so funny how um not exaggerated that is no in fact like i find i found it to be almost like reality in a lot of ways like stuff would outshine it like you know like a store where there's birds on everything like that's almost like boring for portland now yeah 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 (laughs) like portland's like no no everything's a bird yeah 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 like like, what it's like no the table's made out of bird bones it's like this is a bird this is a bird you're in a bird it's like (laughs) you know we're all birds i mean we all started as birds it's like oh cool how's the business doing terribly (laughs) terribly make no money it's like well how do you afford this amazing thing it's like we don't know this is there's no water electricity it's like we don't know what's going on well what happens if something bad happens can i call the police they don't work nothing bad happens it's like well what happens if the thing goes on fire it's like run because there's no fire department (laughs) no paramedics and weed costs a dime. Weed is so cheap. The best part about it is they think you're trash. Oh, they, they, are, they you're disgusting. Someone yelled at me to go back to California. I was like, that's anti-Semitic. Like, <laughs> that is I I'm not from California. <laughs> well, you're that- saying that because you think there's a camera following me and you think I'm a Hollywood Jew. <laughs> so you're like, go back to California. But I'm not from California. Because they like didn't want filming in their yeah, city. Th- yes. And they were like, we were at like a, a Yeah, co- when I think about people from Portland, I think you guys want no attention. <laughs> yeah, That's what yeah, I think yeah, when yeah. I look at your outfits. Meanwhile, the guy has like gauges through every orifice also, in his body. Also, why are like, you rolling up your jeans this two an inch? Is there a flood coming? Is I, it because of the way, rain? I cannot fuck you if I picture you rolling two rolls <laughs> so I can see your socks. I don't know how anyone fucks in Portland, yet there's like um dearth of strip clubs. <laughs> like, you can't walk in Portland without, like if you're on your phone looking down, you're like, I'm so sorry. You look up, it's like <laughs> someone on nine inch stilettos with like severe bangs. Do they all have bangs. like grown out like armpit hair and like no, C-section scars? No, they all look like an American apparel. It's like all like suicide girl, like American apparel, like yeah. old thing. And you like will bump Lola into Kirk. them. Everyone's Lola Everyone's Kirk. just like walking from one strip club to another. There's like one strip club that's vegan and one that's meat and they're across <laughs> the street from each other. It's like the whole thing I was just like, it feels like no your... supervision. It like it feels like everybody. But like the dorks took over, yeah, so there's no problem. Like, yes, yeah, so there's like all the cool kids went to California, <laughs> so all like the raging dorks are like, "Don't come in here, no girls allowed." This is my treehouse. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh no no, you can't come in here unless you're dressed like a forger. <laughs> we make all our silverware ourselves, and if you can't get down with that, go back to California. <laughs> I was just like, all right, I'm going back to California. By the way, because it's also the men, the boots they all wear are it's the one brand, Red Wing. The Red Wing boots, yeah. they're they're the platforms are literally two inches. All the men are just in heels. It's they yeah, can they, short. it's short guys can wear heels and it, it's like no, but I'm a lumberjack. You know what Portland is? It is adults LARPing. Yeah. I I, I felt it was like it had big divorce energy. <laughs> Because, like, when people get divorced sometimes, they, like, they're, like, you know what? That was the old me. (laughs) You know, that was Carter when Carter was married to Rebecca. But the new Carter doesn't even like pickleball. The new Carter. The new Carter pickles watermelon. The new Carter is doing it all from the earth. (laughs) The new Carter can't even finish this conversation because he's got to go feed his starter. That's right. (laughs) And Rebecca, I don't know what she's doing. I hope she's happy with Dale. (laughs) I I can't. I could not. Portland to me is you're hooking up with a guy and he's like, I got to go. I got to feed my sourdough. (laughs) And you're like, can't do it. It's just like the amount of um, transportation in Portland, personal transportation with wheels, is is 
far exceeds any city. But then when you <laughs> see how different the size of those wheels are but, and how difficult those wheeled objects are to ride, you're like, who who wanted this? No one has a bike. Everyone's no, like <laughs> everyone's got like um uh uh, recreation um, devices on the top of their car. Yes. It's like skis. It's like snow and every bike, every bike is like one giant wheel, one tiny wheel, and you need a ladder to get on, or it's like a <laughs> unicycle, or it's a pogo stick, or it's like no one, no, it's I've never seen so many wheels. No one's got a car. <laughs> the one that you just, st- it's one wheel and it's two feet. Yeah. <laughs> the only cars I saw in Portland like, were on fire. And you're like, how? But there's no lime scooters or, no, any, or nothing. like lime, any- <laughs> The lime went in there was like, we don't, don't worry about Portland. No one's got a phone. Come on, you get on the app. There's no point. Everyone's got their own scooter in Portland. You know who should move no. to Portland? Dan, the guy that teaches you guitar in New York. Because <laughs> I, feel I feel like, like those like, those pole flyers would do great in Portland. It's like theater teachers and like people that, are like really into the fermentation process. Yeah, and that takes a long time. Mm-hmm. Which means it's boring. Yeah, but like, it's. I, 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 it was obviously. Here's why I can't. This is what this is. Portland. I have I have a lot of love for Portland, but this is where this is the real thing that annoys me. Are you? How do you? Um, the comedian. Oh, I I don't have a TV. <laughs> okay, you like, just knew yeah. me. Portland. So you. Portland has like my Ivy League cousin's energy. Why are you acting like you're <laughs> you know? like Amish and impoverished? Like you've you've seen TV. Yeah. You 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 have. It's like oh that's cool. You're a comedian. You're playing down downtown. So what are you like filling a hole with laughs? It's uh, like oh that's what you need. Oh that's cool. Me, I'm a farmer. <laughs> I'm an urban <laughs> farmer. I've urban taken. Farmer. I found an old FedEx truck that was abandoned, <laughs> and I seeded it, and now I farm. In the middle of the city, and I'm a doula, so, and I allow and women I to come and give women, birth yeah. in the FedEx. So, truck. if you think I would love to catch out your what your little show, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, that, but I but like Portland is also not a big comedy person. Yeah, not a big comedy. Portland's person. not a big like for the amount of comedians that like come down here from there. They get out pretty fast. Yeah, they they know like this is humorless. They're like people. Yeah, there's that was a thing I think I rubbed up against. In That's Portland. what it is. Like they're hum- people take themselves so seriously. That it's hard to like goose them, which is you know? fine if that's your thing. But they're all in one. There's no one to look to to be like, mm-hmm. yeah. like you can't check no. in with any. Everyone's on the same page. Yeah. About the costume, which is written in like invisible ink. And if like, you make a joke, you're a bully. Yeah, you're exactly. And you're like, I, you guys, you, uh, what are we? You're all wearing like neon orange socks with like, like what are like, and you're rolling your pants up so i can see them i see them what you wanted me to do right that's but i'm not allowed to make fun of that like you didn't yeah. you want me to see these socks no like crowd work in portland sounds like a hell of its own creation like being like what's everyone <laughs> what's everyone do here it's like <laughs> you know what don't tell what me what do you do for work yeah, sir? Uh, work as a social construct <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, work yeah <laughs> what do i do for survival <laughs> i live off the land <laughs> yeah that is it and then where else did you go that you liked um i really like how many cities total? We did eight wow. in season one. Um, How did you decide the cities you were going to go we to? We tried to do like a high, low swath of America. We tried to like get to places that people want to see. So like if you are watching it, you're like, oh, I would like to go to Maui. You mm-hmm. know, that is a destination I would like to go to. But then they would also be like, I never thought of Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. That is a cool place. So the same way like we tried to do Puerto Rico, which was like, I don't think gets as much love for the city of San Juan and Puerto Rico as it should. I mean, that city well, is- Well, now that it's 1% taxes, it, not, Logan Paul lives there Well, now. yeah, now it's well fine. now there's like yeah. uh, crypto stuff, but it is 
like, old San Juan is like way better than Charleston. And it's got that same vibe of like people in bars and like mm-hmm. the city streets and the cobblestones and the food is amazing. And yeah. like it's Puerto Rico just like hit me in a good in a good spot. I, was yeah. like, I, I like this place. Yeah, that's great. Um, and yeah, I mean, every place was fun. I mean, America is interesting right now. It's like I mean, every state feels like a different country to me. I mean, it's yeah, we were just it I just did whatever, 70 cities or something. And you're just like. How like Minnesota? I was like, this is like a chocolate village. This is like yeah. a chocolate Christmas village. And then you go to Florida, and you're like, what the? Well, it's just we have so many climates. We have so many different. The only thing that is consistent is the aesthetic of uh, new construction, houses, houses. Like everything looks like Toronto in the in America. It's a simulation. Every... We're, but we're in a simulation. Yes, sure. but you see it when you like get out in the in in America, and mm. you're like. Flying into Denver looks exactly the same as flying into Miami, which looks exactly the same as flying into Dallas. Cul de sac, which like suburbs. Ex- yeah. Yes. It's like it, and the buildings that go up, they all look exactly the same. They're all glass. Yeah. They're all like, you know, it, it just feels like America, in, even in all of its new climates, the, the capitalism of America is like flattening. Well, you know, we're running out of sand. Is that true? We're running out of sand? Mm-hmm. I thought water was the problem. Sand. Don't we have enough sand? Fake news. I don't want to fuck up your day. Emily, hit me. We're running out of hit sand. It. Running out of sand. I know where there's a lot of it. <laughs> where? The desert. <laughs> You're going to say, my, the, the my kid's sandbox. My bank account. Can, Can I anyone have... tell everyone to... <laughs> To tell someone to go look in the desert. That's like that Sam Kinison I, bit. We're all going to have to start surrendering our hourglasses. <laughs> <laughs> our vintage hourglasses. Yeah. Where is your Pictionary set? I know it's here somewhere. I know you have a Pictionary set with a tiny timer. Hmm? You're hiding it in the floor? <laughs> oh, Emily, did you find it? What to find what? About Why? running there's, out of there's, sand. There's a shortage of sand because of the water problem. Oh, so, so they're intertwined. The, yes. So the raising, rising sea levels caused by climate change contribute to the shortage. Well, it's also you build with sand. And China basically has extended their country. I mean, they mm-hmm. build an airport on the water. I mean, yeah. it's like I went to Hong Kong and we landed and they're like, this is artificial land. Landing in Hong Kong is terrifying, right? Because you land, you, you go through the mountains and then you come into the, the buildings yes. like right on you and you yes. land in the water. On an, in an airport in the water. Yes, that was man-made. Yeah, terrifying. And then um, there's, can you, there's in, I think it's India, there's such a demand for sand that there is like basically a sand, like I'm going to say indentured servitude system where they send people to the bottom of the ocean to get sand and then they just leave them. In the ocean? India's sand problem in the four as the UN reports of crisis. Uh from my blog every news article's from me it's yeah, my I'm, on, I'm on whitneycummings.com <laughs> man that's just i'm gonna leave here taking a whole new look at here's what i'll say the when PCH. i i by the way like starting a podcast for me i was it was very like i was like you ha- i know i have to do this i don't think i'm good at it i don't oh i'm not that like oh I, oh what, what? You, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. A lot of this applies to India, where sand extraction is a major environmental problem. Both legal and illegal sand mining destabilizes riverbanks and renders them prone to floods. The demand for sand is is driven by rapid urbanization and construction boom. Miners, both loosely organized groups and better organized mafias, yeah. 
that control the extraction of the sand from rivers and coasts are not uncommon. Workers, activists, journalists, journalists have been killed if they oppose the activity. That is it's crazy. It's like a real problem because sand is what glass is made out of. Yeah, and we're moving away like, from plastic. Which is we're the, running out of sand, and global demand could soar forty five percent by twenty sixty. Humanity's appetite for sand could soar forty five percent within four decades, according to researchers who say unchecked consumption risks environmental damage and shortages of key material for urban expansion because sand is made by water. It's like rivers like make it. Can you we know? make the glass out of something else? Let's get deep. <laughs> Look, let's call Shark Tank. I can get us on Shark Tank. We don't have the solution, but we have the problem. What if we built what if we built the glass out of shitty trans jokes? We got enough of those. What if we got the Portlanders on the We bottom? got a lot of shitty trans jokes. I think we could build a whole building. <laughs> Maybe we could fix the unhoused problem. <laughs> this is another topic that um, Jerry loves. I have all these things. We, I know I have to let you go soon. Can I just really quick? Please, I'm I'm here. I'm here. Say, uh, <laughs> I have a hot take. This is maybe the hottest take I've had. Uh-oh. Uh oh. But which is this place? Uh, 101 places to party before you die. You've only done 10, but yes. there will be 101. I, I, that's why we called it that. We were like, <laughs> I was literally like, to try to cancel this shit, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you do, I'm a winner. <laughs> Syndicated places to party. Yes. Um, it, to your point, I think part of the reason people loved Anthony Bourdain so much is because it was just kind of, he was just wandering in a restaurant. He was wandering into places. He wasn't like pushing an agenda of like an arc or anything. But I also argue that that show, I found, I, I, I think he's very hot. I, I just find him kind of glib and dismissive. Personally, that's just my, could be my thing with just men being like, watching someone sl slave over food for 10 hours. Like, pretty good. And you're just yeah. like, okay, could you have... <laughs> These yeah. people welcomed you into their home. Can you like fake that it was? But you're, it's like to me, I've been waiting for the Bourdain that's just goes for jokes. Yes, we that was our big thing was like, we, I, I feel like a lot of food shows are like that. And so we had the, the nice thing that we did was there's two of us. So we are always the butt of the joke, which is like, I think, I think that's what makes it different than the, the other travel shows. Cause like the other travel shows, a lot of times it's like, the Making joke fun of the culture or just like how we don't it's like oh well it's this is how uh you know i love action bronson but it's like this is how action bronson travels and it's really different than the way you travel and like you know i think that sometimes that like gets a little boring yeah in a way in ways not that not action bronson but like just just that format and so by having two of us and getting to improvise and make up scenes because yeah, like yeah. what we would do is we'd go into a restaurant and sit down and we'd start talking to the waiter or whatever, but really what we were going for was like a scene. So you'd sit down and be like, God, like things got out of hand last night or whatever. It'd be like, Crazy. start talking about this sandwich, really like, this is good hangover food. Why am I hungover? It's like, and then that's where the, the like red meat was, was as soon as you stopped being like, what's the history of this place? Yeah. And you started being like, I have GI issues. I Cause by the way, here's the problem. Everyone can Google anything. Yeah. You're not breaking news on a TV show. These places, it's like- If people want to know, they'll know. Yeah, and and that's why it's like, it's way more fun and funnier for the audience to like see us do bits, as like many bits as you can. So like, we put out a clip, someone, someone asked like, what is the show about? And the only clip we had was this bit of us at a this like famous ice cream shop in Denver that is like so kitschy. It like looks like a vat of- milk ice cream mm -hmm. we don't mention it once we're Funny. sitting in front of it and the whole bit is about 
how Liam Neeson has all these images on line of uh, like uh, pee stains on his pants. <laughs> and it's Liam Neeson who said like, yes, that Liam Neeson. Yes. <laughs> and he, but it's true. And then we like start Googling it. Great. And then that turned into a run of like it's how like a many podcast, a fun podcast like a fun on podca- the road. Exactly. It's like, and then it turned into how many puns can you get of Liam Neeson movies where he's like pissing, finally ending on Schindler's piss is like the big, <laughs> It's like it's so easy and nice and fun, and then the bits can we do over. Songs? Yeah, piss from a rose. Piss from a rose is great. I don't know if Liam Neeson was in Batman Three. We had like Qui Gon urine, um, taking a piss. Uh- <laughs> Hold on, I forget Liam Neeson movies. His career is tough. It's like uh, taken. I just did that one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> blonde on the premises. By the way. Cold pursuit, that would have just been mine. Cold pursuit. Cold, per- cold pursuit. <laughs> cold pursuit. But there is, but even more disturbing than this, Google image Liam Neeson piss pants. <laughs> I'm serious. This is what we are being the bullies. No, we're not. That dude's awful. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we put it in the show. No, these this can't be right. It's real. Why? But wait, why? Does... Look at the look at the volume of it. The fact oh. that they're blurring the guy he's talking to his face. The volume of the amount of pictures. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Look at, but Are that's you only sure? one. That's only one. Because hold on, guys. Sometimes when guys pee no, no. and they shake their dicks and there's like a little no. urine spot. My man likes to drink. That's crazy. So this is someone that is drunk and pissed himself. Or like didn't shake all the way. I mean, no, the fact... this is. You're scrolling through multiples. Yeah. There's Wait, at are least we? Four. Is this four? A, That's like four. You're not in deep yet. No, I'm. Uh, there is a Janice Dickinson. The reason I learned about it because Gabriel told me that he read Janice Dickinson's book and she talks about it in her book. Um, this is shocking. It's shocking. I know. How? Only one of the things you'll learn. On I honestly, here I'm gonna say something crazy. All my friends that I think are the meanest people, I now think that they're pussies because no one's. The fact that none of my friends have sent how me this, is this is wild. How is this not? Yeah. Real like world knowledge. Well, it's about to be next week. Um <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Is this someone who's inebriated and just pisses know. himself or is this a power move? I don't know. I mean I haven't given it much thought since I came up with I have the a puns. very specific set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can completely piss my pants. I have a very specific set of skills and one specific lack of a skill. <laughs> <laughs> I know this. You only asked me for my positives, also, but there I'm is not, one I, negative. I don't need to be under the bed for this call <laughs> yeah. at all. But I pissed myself. So they, they just were like, go to the bed. We don't know. There's quite an echo in that room. What are you doing that I've had you on the phone? I'm in the restroom. <laughs> I, I can't do two things at once. Where's my daughter? <laughs> Whoops. I'm at Bloomies. I'm buying new trousers. If you must know, I'm having a prostate exam because I found that I have a problem. <laughs> In not the best way, either. I was watching a travel show. Oh. <laughs> and these two fat idiots. <laughs> he's never Googled himself. No, he's like, he thinks you're the only two I people ha- that know about I it. I just landed in Brussels. <laughs> Didn't know what to watch. I was a little jet lagged. <laughs> Turn on the television. These two fat gay bears screaming, screaming about my my pissing my pants. But they were white, so it was fine. Yeah. I listened because one was white and Catholic. The other was swarthy and Semitic. The other was a hebe. The other I'm searching for in the night. 
I'll find him one day. Oh, you, know, you won't find him the urinal. <laughs> and I'll, I'll waste no wow. time looking, even if I have to pee. <laughs> Emily is hanging by a thread. You know what's not? Bowl, Bowl and, and branch. branch sheets. They are the best sheets possible, the best threads possible. Mm-hmm. I love them. I take sheets with me on the road when I travel. They're on all my beds. Mm-hmm. It's a game changer. Yeah, they come in nine neutral colors, oh! which is the total amount of colors in this house outside of this room. Yes. Which is perfect. I don't like silly goose colors. No. I'm not, no. my, my sleeping isn't a joke to me. Okay, I mean, sheets aren't a joke to me, Mm-mm. okay? go from twin to California king. Get your sheet together. You'll immediately feel the difference of their iconic signature sheets. They're 100% free from toxins, meaning no pesticides, formaldehyde, or other harsh chemicals. And no bed bugs. Bowl and branch sheets fit the deepest of mattresses and are labeled with top and bottom tags, so making your bed is easier than ever. That's, That's actually a game changer. insanely nice. It's so helpful. The annual summer event is over, but Bowl and Branch extended our code for exclusive access to 20% off through the end of the month with promo code Whitney at BowlandBranch.com. This is their best offer of the year before the holidays, so act now. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. Promo code Whitney for 20% off. I just feel like this is a very good gift for kids going back to college. Oh, going to college. A great idea, yeah. Wow. Going yeah. back to school. There's nothing better than new crisp sheets to pretend you're a different person. Yeah, you're going to be on a shitty mattress. And you then nothing well happened last year happened. <laughs> How many different text chains do you have with people where you send them Britney Spears shit? Because I, I think I have like <laughs> two to three groups of friends mm-hmm. where she'll do something and I'll send it to them and be like, what's going on? Like post-liberation? Like post, or, or, or yeah, like... Post liberation or pre liberation, like we let her out too soon. She's a constant in <laughs> Blood my on life. Our hands. Yes, do we? Yeah, did yeah. we make a mistake? No, because girls like are when, acting like that. I know that didn't like, go through that. No, and that's why we did it. But it does have a little bit of like when you, when you like, um, l- like say goodbye to the pet at the end of the movie. You know, it's like <laughs> go on now, go. And he won't. <laughs> Don't give me that look. Get on out there. <laughs> oh, come on, Brit. Like, don't do this to me. We said that you're going to go out there in the woods. And then she's like looking back. She's like looking. And then she finally takes one step and gets like her brains blown out <laughs> by a hunter. <laughs> the bear from the revenant. The bear from the revenant. Alec Baldwin. It's like, whoops. Alec We're Baldwin. doing a screen test. She shoots her in the face. <laughs> oh, my God. Horrible. How could this happen twice? When did you become a DP? Brent? I don't know. I thought she was the DP. That was Britney Spears. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I I I find her writing to be troublesome. Oh my god. <laughs> like to me, the actions and the posts are like that's second banana to the real to the real problem, which is her her use of the pen. <laughs> Mine is because the spaces like, between the period, the end of the sentence. Well, the, and the punctuation period. is wild. Yeah, and the emo- it's wild. The emojis, it's too. But it you, looks like she's you, constantly you riding are... on a boat out at shore, <laughs> as being knocked around. <laughs> you know what you are? You're an ingrate. <laughs> we have Britney Spears trashing her sister, no, trashing her mother. I, I will take a, whatever I can get. I love it. And I, I love it. And I love, honestly, like the nudity is is a blessing. Like, cause like my whole, like when I was a kid, I'd be like, I wonder what she looks like naked. It's like, well, now I know. And now you know. But, but it is, is great. But at the same time, her, her, 
her tongue seems to get her in trouble sometimes like she'll write things that like maybe code like sometimes she'll be like i'm having so much fun help me 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 just kidding. I don't think like, she totally happened? knows. Like, also, she's been so sequestered. I'm not sure if she knows how, like, what emojis. She's like, having eggplant for dinner. Eggplant, eggplant. Like, yeah. Like, are like, you like, sucking dick? Yeah. You're like, like, no. She's like, just means... at a Thai restaurant eating eggplant, eggplant. And but then like... she is also at the same time, like, I do mean dick. Like, you're like, yeah. so what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, it's so difficult because she is like, she will post like. She does. That is that is like you'll see you'll see a uh, Instagram for her, like totally naked, and she'll be like, she'll be like, I went out for dinner last night with Sam. Emoji, emoji, eggplant, eggplant, eggplant. I both had eggplant and dick. Like it's like, well, what am she I? She vacillates from very wild. infantilized and like innocent to like brutally Brutal. sexual and for realsies. Yeah, she'll be like, yesterday, Sammy brought me my baby bottle full of my favorite margarita <laughs> and women's rights are being taken from us. Like, what? Also, I'm I have so every sorry. baby like, I've ever heard. Yeah, also, my babies hate me. So what's the difference? <laughs> like, what? What? Like, just have, have the kid and in 20 years decide if you want him or not. That's what yeah, I did. Yeah, it's like, we. I, I say, we can have abortions up until they're 21. <laughs> 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 just ask Kevin Farrelline. <laughs> just ask Kaylee and Casey. Yeah, like, yeah. What? Who, who are they? My sons. With <laughs> my sons that we thought were girls. We gave also, them girls names. I don't have time. To, I don't have time to talk to them because I'm putting up another Christmas yeah. tree in my living room. It's Y'all, July. You know what was the craziest thing when I was liberated? I found I had sons. I thought they were daughters. <laughs> I thought I had you know, beautiful blonde girls running around. Yeah, I'll tell you the problem. I'm going to tell you the problem. The problem is that uh. she is still wearing the same clothes. Yeah. She's wearing the peasant tops, and and it's it's this. Um, she's still doing that coquettish, like I'm just in these little peasant tops, and I'm this little milkmaid. Yeah, she's forty. <laughs> she's my age. She's forty. It's really odd. It's also like, like mm, is that boo, 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 like baby? <laughs> like those are no. I think that's what happens when you're fourteen, mm-hmm. and like you're just got through puberty, and some like job of the hut motherfucker is like sweetheart put on his uh church outfit <laughs> dance around plaid skirt, plaid skirt. <gasps> oh it's gonna be billions i look back i mean i did go to catholic school for a couple of years and i look back and i i am very like water under the bridge bitch but i'm like that was so sexual like oh, you yeah. didn't know you we were wearing uh plaid oh. skirt and we would roll them up and like you just are like I'm, I'm fuck these and you're like oh that was like so sexy to so many people i like didn't know i was participating in a weird fetish beyond that you're dressing up for like the people like the fact that that is a i thought i was in the craft yeah, but the fact that that is like <laughs> i was in a porn a thing where it's like there's like these priests going around being like <laughs> how high is your skirt <laughs> It's like all very like weird. It's like no, 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 too high. It's like all so weird. Why are you like, looking at all? It's like yeah. Uh, the other day I noticed, Miss Whitney, that when you crossed your legs, I saw a little bit of your white panties. It's like shut the fuck. What? You're like the principal. <laughs> I need to smack you with a ruler. Yeah, meanwhile, at Jewish school, it's like cover yourself, put a wig on. You fucked through a sheet. Well, you fucked through a sheet. Don't look at anybody. Don't touch Don't anybody. Touch anybody. <laughs> Hide the schnoz, kiddo. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
shit up. <laughs> Go get a calculator and learn how worst, to do things. The worst part, you got to turn the lights out of using the sheet. Otherwise, there's a shadow. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, well, what are we looking at? Ghosts on the wall. Come on, I'm here for the business. <laughs> she turns into a KKK hood very quickly. I know, but when it's behind the light, you can really see my doctor, my do, my my cap and hook. You know, what By I'm the way, there's nothing funnier to me than being a Jewish woman who's just like has to fuck through a sheet, and the light comes on, and she's just like, <laughs> <laughs> like just like making. The guy's like, can you yeah, fuck me? Like, and she's like, like what? I got bored. I made no, Abraham Lincoln. The dick starts coming through the sheet, and she's just like, yeah. look, it's funny. Try it. It's funny. It's funny. No, put your schmeckle like through the hole. She's put your schmeckle through the hole. We're going to need a bigger boat. We're going to need a bigger boat. Jaws, we're going to need a bigger boat. Now, where are you going? You going after the nightclub again? What do you and your friends do down at that nightclub? <laughs> oh my God. Please tell me Jewish women do that on TikTok. Please tell me that's like a Is trending that, I TikTok hope that's thing. A sex. Yeah, just like a Orthodox full, Jewish like you're women. pranking the guy. His dick Orthodox is through the Jewish hole. Jewish women doing interpretive uh, dick sucking oh, with God. puppets. I just like the idea of like like shadow animals just biting his dick. It's like just... Peter Rabbit. Like, oh, shit. Like a little yeah. clarinet plays. She's like, like <laughs> she's sucking his dick. Yeah. Like... <laughs> like a deer in the forest. <laughs> I can't find a hole. You... Are these the fitted sheets? <laughs> oh, my God. Marvin, are these the fitted sheets? <laughs> Wait, is this the mattress cover? It's freaking back. Why is this? Wait, what if you know the? Is this the urine cover we got for, for Brian? You, you, this is a tarp. This is, oh I, God. I, I couldn't get a sheet. Oh, it's so funny. I went to the store, I couldn't get a you sheet. You know the sheets, the bottom one that has the elastic that covers the mattress. The idea that I guess we'll use this, and it's just like it just keeps like closing in on you while you're trying to fuck. This is from the hospital, it's Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> I took it with me after you, after you had the sleep apnea incident. This is wax paper from the Reuben you had. Right. Yeah. Well, it slides right off. <laughs> oh All right, so I think I've canceled both of us. <laughs> That's what podcasts are. Yeah, yeah. It's trying is. to oh get canceled. If, if, you're, if you leave a little worried. There's only net loss in doing podcasts. <laughs> Like, what did you do today? I tried to fuck my career. No, like, no, it's literally like I dare you. It's you're double daring. I oh, yeah. look, when, and the more fucked up, I, do you notice I look into the camera? The the more fucked up a thing I say, I look into the camera. I'm like, yeah. I fucking, I need a fucking week off so bad. Please come for me. <laughs> I'm, come. I'm I'm like the guy in Mash that wore the dress to get sent home. I'm like, what do I have to say? Cancel me. I'll win an Oscar. The kind of shit that I say on this podcast. I mean, I literally get a call from like the head of Universal because I was doing a movie with the Foo Fighters. And we like shot it. I'd like signed nine documents saying like you can't tell anyone about this movie. The guest is on. I'm like, I just did a Foo Fighters movie. It's a horror movie. I just, they're like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I like forget like the yeah. people. But I all I also do hate that people are so far up their ass. Like I'm going to shoot uh, this thing next week, and like the amount of watermarks. Like I'm like, can I just get sides? Can I see what I have to say? They're like, you'll see when you get to Canada. I'm like, okay, well, how am I supposed to work on this shit if you? He's like, well, we don't want to. If someone gets a hold of this script, like the 
this script then you should hire them because they'll know how to perform it yeah like hire them i am i they'll know more about the character than i do maybe i'm not like fully in the news like as much as i want but i i don't remember the big story about the michael b jordan leak (laughs) of a script maybe i'm like confusing it with abortion becoming illegal but like i i don't know if hollywood's up its own ass or like what but like this tara reed straight to video movie (laughs) is not the new iPhone model. I, I'm sorry. You're fine if someone leaves a script at a bar. Sorry, episode five and six of the Wesley Snipes Netflix show <laughs> is under high security? Oh, okay. Wait, it can't. I have to okay. go to the director's house to read the script? <laughs> yeah. Also, okay. by the way, you're going to put, and then this also, they'll watermark it. They'll put your name across it. And I'm like, dude, I would, if I saw like a random script like at a Starbucks on the floor. Never pick it up. Unless if it, it said, said Whitney at- Cummings. <laughs> That's how Whitney comes. I'd be like, "What the fuck is Whitney doing yep. now?" Yep, yep, yep. Oh, shit, it's, it's a like, big part. It's just no, but they wanted to be like, if it leaks, it's, it's your, your fault. fault. Mm-hmm. But that's I'm the, like, don't you just fucking email it to that's, me? That's that's what's so. Inf- oh, it doesn't matter. So it's, many grievances <laughs> to fire with Hollywood. <laughs> but it's also like it's a bunch of big precious babies. Like yeah. we're all precious babies. When you're making a movie, you're, you're like think it's the most important thing in the world. And yeah. if you don't, what are you doing? Well, I will say I, I the, will the not to is, toot my own horn, but I, I knew when I was making Dirty Grandpa, it was not the most important thing in the whole the world. The fact that Manzoukas was like, nah, dude. Oh, dude, he was so, cause. <laughs> is he in any <laughs> Yes, he's in. Dude, being, here's what I'll say. I, there's a lot of people in this business that if if I see them out and we have a good conversation, I'm like, you're nailing it, girl. Yeah. Like you're like you. It's like Lee Eisenberg. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple people where it's like B J Novak. Yeah. If I Kate like Kate Berlant, Chelsea Peretti. Yeah. There's a couple people where I'm like, all right, you better not. Yeah. Manzukis, if I can have like a conversation with him and not completely feel like I should throw myself off a bridge afterwards, <laughs> I'm like, he's one. Of, like if he was disappointed in anything I did, like overtly i don't think i recover he was my improv teacher when i was 19 so i've been been disappointing him for a long time (laughs) he (laughs) in fact i he one time told me that i was so bad at improv and i had been in his class like a year and i was like why he's like because you can't act (laughs) and he's like you're not acting you're a bad actor i was like what I love that men can just talk to the, each other like that. Yeah. It was, if, he was if he said that to a woman, he'd be in like. He was like, jail. you're a bad actor. You're writing. You're, you're trying to be funnier than everybody, but you're not that smart. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. <laughs> 19, like just moved back to New York. <laughs> but we, like, so I've been disappointing him for a long time, but we were both cast in this movie as adults and friends. And so it was like a fun time, you know, like we both on the same flight down to Atlanta. You know what I mean? <laughs> but did he not read the script? Like everyone knew everyone, that... it wasn't in the script. It was just but like when funny was the James, When was James Franco in Cornrows? Can we stay focused? Spring Breakers. Spring Breakers. But that was a, I think, a different. He can be canceled for a lot. That was late. But that doesn't mean it didn't happen. No, but it was like his had like beads. Yeah, like his Jamaican had beads. beads. Yeah, mine didn't have beads, but it was only for a sound issue. It was Cornrows. Like it's no way around it. Like you would never. <laughs> Look at that image now and be like, I don't know what that is. Like, I know what, I know what that so is. So why did Adele? Why is it? I mean, she got in trouble, but 
I'm often asking why Adele and not me, but I, <laughs> I, it was just like one of those things where we, we were all psyched and then we went to the table read and the table read, went, you know, obviously because table reads when there's like <laughs> the beginning of the movie, everyone's so hyped, stuck in their own dicks, they're all psyched. <laughs> it was like, this movie's going to be a fucking massive hit, massive with De Niro, Efron, <laughs> massive hit. And everyone's like joking around. We were having fun. We're like, I can't believe we're in this like movie together is so fun so weird to be like buddies and we're in this movie of scenes together it's so fun next day was my fitting someone made the idea what if he's in cornrows like a white rapper or something like, what if what if come back that night and it's just like oh shit now i can't hang out no we can't go out to dinner <laughs> it's such a but the problem is like once there's a big swing like that everyone's so you can't you can't. You can't back out. No, because no one knows who made the decision. Right, and no one wants. To... And everyone thinks it was someone else, so no one takes initiative. No one will just be like, um, no one knows who to ask because no. there's too many cooks in the kitchen at this point. And truly, the way it happened was just like the character's <sighs> crazy, and everyone was like, "Make crazier, crazier, crazier," to the point where like someone made that decision. Someone's like, "Yes," <laughs> and you're like, "I don't know what's happening." <laughs> All right, yes, yes. The next thing you know, I'm in Atlanta checking into my hotel with a do-rag on. <laughs> the guy was like, are you okay, sir? I I just did the, the this Machine Gun Kelly movie, and the character was, like, despicable, and it was a lot of, uh, it was a lot of improv, because it was, Pete Davidson's in it, and it was just, like, fu like fu but I, on the press tour, was like, it was not improv, uh, it was not, it was written script because it's like everyone's like we improv I'm like no, we no you don't want because all of my shit is so ignorant it's like yeah. she's this super ignorant like Hollywood agent or something yeah, no, you don't want and I'm like to... can we not say that I came up with all these I, lines I like to go like this did not this they, was... kept, they encouraged me he, he's like Neil LeBute like to the world <laughs> yeah. well, you I think couldn't... of Michelle Neil Machine Gun Kelly LeBute <laughs> <laughs> Machine Gun Mammoth <laughs> to me <laughs> <laughs> um wait okay i'm gonna have to see now everyone's gonna go watch this movie uh, i never saw it but i feel like it did well no <laughs> no 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 it did not do well i just want to be clear we have to end this uh because i need to check my pussy for a giant red <laughs> ring um i did have a tick bite my the crevice next to my vagina like the and um i did start antibiotics this morning lyme disease is tough can I tell you something? All I do is make fun of celebrities who just their movie's not doing well, so they have to like announce that they have Lyme disease. Mm. And now that I I've made fun of it for so long, now you have it. That yeah. now I, I feel like I deserve it. At least you got it from a tick eating you out. <laughs> <laughs> At least you got eaten out. I was thinking about doing like a TikTok thing that was just me dealing with my tech like it's fucking the only real bummer if it happened a, not like on your ankle i do i am looking i'm i'm currently in the market for an excuse for my personality and if i could say like i'm Lyme disease yeah. that would help i mean i know you have a boyfriend but put yourself on tick raya <laughs> <laughs> he's got like the dating the dating site because there's for a ticks. dating site for people with herpes yes that, no that's how actors get lyme disease when they want to have a cause they go on <laughs> they like look for the right tick for them they're like Swiping right. Ooh, this tick bit Kate Hudson. <laughs> it's called Justin Lime. It's a big tick, though. I don't know. <laughs> I hate you. I'm literally just trying to think of names of the app. Chachis. <laughs> don't fuck up my two dollar Etsy chachis. Hey, those are brooches. I got CTE from your chachis. <laughs> what is the name of a dating app? To match a celebrity with the right tick. 
<laughs> We've looked up your proper science and found the right tick for you. Plenty of tick. <laughs> plenty, plenty, of plenty of tick. Plenty of tick. Bag of ticks. <laughs> <laughs> Suck my dick. Oh, God. <laughs> I hate you so much. I hate you so much. <laughs> oh, I hate you. That's right. As soon as my new can... calls, ma'am. I'm Matthew McConaughey. My new calls, ma'am. Just keep ticking. Just keep ticking. <laughs> Just keep ticking, ma'am. And if you're disoriented, you might have lines. <laughs> And if you vote for me, you definitely And if you do. vote for me, well, that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> I talk to tigers. <laughs> like dialogue. They talk back. <laughs> vote for me, governor. For a uh, governor. Let's make Texas weird. <laughs> I like that I talk with tigers. Not no, with. We have a dialogue. It's not about talking to Adam. If you talk to Adam, you can't hear him. <laughs> no one wants to be oh, no one wants to be talked at especially killer feline <laughs> it won't be heard what did i say about this interview really? <laughs> uh, i was like this will be the funniest podcast we've ever done oh my god i know oh god so don't let that get out you're supposed to be a leading man <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, do you want to be a? Do you want to be a? Uh, uh, I'm calling him Kenny Powers. I want to be Robin Williams at the end, <laughs> <laughs> or at least have access to a similar window. Window or window paint or hit. You can't have a paint without a window. <laughs> Either way, you need a shade. Are we in a? Are we talking metaphor? I can't. Tell. No. What's in his garage? Was it? He went. He went out like the Bradley Cooper character and turn around. Just want to get another look at it. That's how he went out. Here's what's so weird about a lot of these suicides. Oh my god! And then it was like on a doorknob, and you're like, hangings are. Tough. And then I'm spending more time trying to figure out, like, well, how did? And, instead of just grieving, it was like when it was like Kate yes. Spade, um, that ooh, rush of them. Mick, uh, Mick, ja well, plus they Ren say that it's wildly unethical to cover suicide the way we cover suicide for it, clickbait. It causes people. It causes clusters. There was an yeah. amazing article in the Atlantic. I read. Um, I think it was like eight years ago about suicide clusters in the school that's the Stanford feeder school up mm -hmm. in um, wherever that is. And that right before exams, someone will jump in front of it. There's a train like right by the school and then everyone and then more people will do it. It gives them like, it's like the, the Cornell. Doesn't Cornell has like a bridge or something. Right. Like... And then there's also you're not supposed. To, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to tell people what to do with their lives. I don't give a shit. Um, but uh you're not supposed to say rest in peace because if someone is in that space, they're like, oh, that's where the peace is going to be. Like, it's like, because right. people always say like, you're better now and you, you're you safer now. They're in a better place. You're finally in a better place. Like yeah. the, the language that we use, now, we're yeah. saying like, thank God you found peace yeah. kind of thing, which mm -hmm. is like, because so many people, it is, it is one of my favorite, very sinister fucked up games of as soon as someone commits suicide or dies, picturing all the celebrities going through their iPhoto looking for a photo of them with the person. Oh, God. So it's, they can be like, he's such a nice guy. It really does go down like that for real. Why like, can't it? Why do you have to be in the photo? That's what I always don't understand is like, why can't you just post the thing that you liked about them then find like the thing? But I think it, what it does, I think there, I don't know. I think it does make people feel like a, it's like a grieving thing where it's like, yeah, you know, the same way that people put out pictures of the person who died with like their kids and stuff mm -hmm. when you go to the house of the you, like shiva yeah. like when you go to shiva it's like 
pictures of them of the person in their happiest moments like around the house and i feel like um it's similar to that like people like their own thing like they're like yeah i worked with ray liotta for a day yeah rest in peace ray liotta because they are actually fucked up from it they're like holy shit i guess i can die if ray died i am actively always looking for a cult religion something something to believe in and when my dad uh passed away a couple years ago very suddenly very awful because my mom was sudden and it's a whole other thing yes and we have a sudden club with yes. some of our friends yes and, of course and it's a whole other and they show up dude and it's important because it is a different loss because you you a loss over time gives you the mental runway to right. like deal with your own with the possibilities and i feel like when someone you love dies suddenly especially if they're not they're younger yeah you those it's like you can't even dwell on the possibilities you're 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 you didn't even know this could happen it's and like then you're, you have to deal with right now right in front of you because and then just you have to like them. start giving your credit card to people yeah and then, to, and then you have to, to deal, put your person you have to deal with all the in. other things like here's the clothes she was wearing when she died it's like you know it's like all this stuff it's, there's a, lo- a level of logistics that is so um horrifying yeah when i was going through the you know my my the grieving of my dad all of my jewish friends i was like i want to convert to Jew. they there was a plan yeah they, we, people showed up with food there was like you, this is how much you, you grieve during this time you don't people were showing up and just handling it and i was like there's no other religion has a plan yeah. in place well we think about it constantly because we're i think it's similar to the 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 allegory i don't think it is that but like people are often like why did jews smoke weed why are jews such weed heads like historically and i think it's ptsd in that way similarly the ancestral traumas beyond yeah it's just it's so traumatic to grow up in that element where death the moment you are born you it is instilled in you that people want to kill you like that's the first thing you're told is that welcome people are trying to kill you and a lot of times it's true so it's like it's very difficult to operate in any other you're in fight or flight from the jump from the moment that you're born and then when you're in utero the epigenetic imprinting of like a woman that is even closer yes and then and then immediately what we do is we go get one foot in front of the other put that body in the ground today is it dead is it dead like is it breathing then it needs to go in the ground and then we have to put the dirt on top of it and then we will go home and when we get home we will grow our beard there will be food we're going to grow the beard out there will be a out. ton of food and you will eat and you will cry for 7 days and you won't be able to like go to your job to get over it and work extra hard and you won't be able to like go out drinking to mm-hmm. get over it you have to sit with it uh-huh. and deal with feel it, it and feel it. And it's hardcore. They don't fuck around. Like when they drop that body in the ground, mm-hmm. it makes a thud. It makes a sound that is like the only other sound I can equate it to is like when you hear a gunshot, like close up, you know, and like you like your whole body gets like, holy shit. Like that's the a stark. Length. It's like a cellular like. Yeah. That we do it we don't even lower it we just drop it drop it 
And it, like, it sounds like a mistake. It sounds like someone it sounds is like, getting fired. Yes. And it's because it's like, the, the, we care so much for the living. Yeah. You know, in that way that it's like, th this person is gone. It and now we have to take care of the people that are here because they're going to die too. And then they're leaving people. And mm -hmm. a lot of times we do this on the run. We do it that way, I think, spe specifically because it's such a part of our. You had to get good and grieving because there was a lot of that. Yeah. And so the it was like we mastered the idea of the loss of life and the people, again, like the people that are left to like be there to clean up. That's why like, you know, in a Jewish community, a parent dies. It's like there's a rush to take care of those kids. Yeah. And it's not for like altruistic. You know what I mean? It's like they, that's what you do. That's it's what our you, pack. It's, that's the pack. You have to do that. And I feel like I'm I'm I really love that. I'm lucky to to have that and to to be to 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 be raised so Jewy, um, even though I don't believe in the religion. But that's not No, of course. You know what I mean? That's, that's like getting in the weeds. It's like course. Christian people like you know, it's like do you believe that like we're eating Christ at church? You know what I mean? It's no, rituals. Right. It's, it's humans. It's all need that stuff. And so rituals. we need we need that comforting. But I think that the one of the things that Judaism really does is that they're insanely I mean, again, not to bring it back to the abortion um debate, but and again, not to toot my own horn, but like abortion is essential in Judaism. We we know like that Bible rule is from Goyes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that like we don't say that. Yeah. We care about the woman and the mother. And like, so the fact that now I have to do that for my daughter, mm -hmm. I'm not Christian. Yeah. That's my religion is no part of that. But why? It's, so it's like, there's a certain aspect of Judaism that's like has a lot of humanity yeah. in it that is being challenged in this like new Christian right. I think by crazy people. For sure. I'm gonna finish this loop that I brought up so long ago. Um, I remember a lot of my Jewish friends being very uh, sad when Jennifer Gray got the nose job. Yes. And I, I, I fall on that scale. Like too. that was like, do what you want to do. No, it's not, you know, your body, your choice. That also applies to your face. Yeah. I don't mean, and again, like I, I'm a man and I know that, and I don't want to say like, it bothered me. It didn't bother me. I think she, a lot of people I know were like, that was the first she, person she was I thought like, looked like me. I mean, I was in love with Jennifer Gray, you know, because it was like, she was a Jewish, were. you know, she was like the hottest Jewish girl who could dance. <laughs> you know, it was like, and you know, even Fer as Ferris Bueller's sister, my God, mm -hmm. like that was when she one of, kicked, uh, when she the kicks him and that face. leg goes yeah. so high and she's wearing those ankle warmers. Yeah. It's like sexy shit, you yeah. know, and like especially yes. the young age. And then now it's like she should look the way she wants to look. Uh, to it me, it's crazy that she like never really worked again. Well, it's hard to change. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's cool <laughs> to shout out one of my friends. Like, I think it's cool that Ben Schwartz is famous. Yeah. Oh, when we were coming so up, funny. when we were 19 and in a sketch group together, yeah. my dad was like, he's going to have to change his name. And I was like, and he's not just playing like lawyers. No, he's a leading <laughs> man. Exactly. And like, I think it's fucking awesome that Ben Schwartz is famous. Like, right. It's we don't have many like that. Yeah. You know, and certainly if we do, their names are not Schwartz. Yeah. So I think it's cool. It is. Gosh, it's it's so like there's so much to unpack. 
Yeah. And I wrote, I, I wrote about this a couple months ago when people were like um, getting on Jon Stewart when there was this whole, there was this backlash about Jon Stewart use, changing his name because he has like a more Jewish name. Okay. And P there was like an uproar about it that this, this guy who's like a beacon of honesty is like lying about his name. And I was like, okay. People oh. love to find out a Jew has a fake name. They love it. There's yeah. nothing that excites yeah. the masses more Got than yeah. finding out someone's name is not Stuart. You know, they get like, you see, this guy's sneaking around. Where it's like, was it Jewish people mostly, or no, like, no, not Jewish people because all Jews know why he changed his name. Yeah, yeah. well, you wouldn't have watched otherwise <laughs> yeah. in the beginning. Yet, and it's like, they love it. It's a huge uproar. Reese Witherspoon is not her real name. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Jamie Foxx is not his real name. Mm -hmm. It's Jamie Stein. It's Jamie Schwartz. Steinberg. Like, <laughs> and Reese Goldberg. Tom Cruise. But like, no, yeah, it's like, they, <laughs> That has been going on for years and years yeah, and of years course. and years. Stage why are to. why are people upset at John Stewart? It because he's a Jew, and and you felt it's like panic. You no, know, I, I don't get it. And and still, it's people talk about with Jonah. They're like, mm -hmm. you know, Hill's not his last name, and it's like, got you. You know what? Got him. You got him. Mm -hmm. Got him. You honestly, if that's what you got him on. Must be having a pretty good, <laughs> yeah. Make pretty good choices. You got him. You're right. Yeah. Half the people in this business are rapists. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. Like, how is this Speaking your biggest of, priority? No, this is totally on another thing, but I do have to say it. <laughs> Gil, you know Gil Gilly Ozeri from he's so funny. He's now writing on on every uh, Nick Kroll show and for Sash. He's amazing. But he he um uh him and I were we had an old script and a producer got it recently and was like i want to take a meeting so we took the meeting and we were like he's like yeah i just um the the main character there's so many actors we could go to you know it's like an older guy we go to de niro we go to mel gibson and i was like what he's got 13 movies in production 13 one three it's mind like mind that is where you're really like Mind blowing. Do, do, do. But here's what I'll say: like, Hollywood gives a pass to alcoholics. They love so, a so drunk. Downey Jr. We stand, but like, you know, he's Iron Man. Like that. If if it was like he was drunk, we yeah. love we love a man that drunkenly made a big mistake, and we just wanna. That's so. He has made so many. But if you have a drinking mistakes. problem, everyone's fine. Everyone's like, he's just got to sober up, and then he won't be anti-Semitic anymore. Like, really? Yeah, I think he also needs to. Like, you ever listen to those tapes? He needs to catch his breath. Oh, I. He's like consistently <laughs> waiting. <laughs> you get in that jacuzzi. <laughs> you get in that jacuzzi. <laughs> And you're gonna blow it, <laughs> dude. Get the guy some oxygen. Like. He was so bummed about his leg. He's like it's sold like, his leg. You took my leg. Like, bitch, they haven't won in thirty years. Yeah, he's like, the Jew tape is great too because he's like, want to know why all the wars are in the world? And the guy's like, you were driving seventy-five and a thirty-five, so. <laughs> He's like, I'll tell you why. The Jews control the weather. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let him go. You want to be in daddy's home too? <laughs> no problem. No problem. Oh, oh 
nine picture deal nine MGM. Picture. Yeah. People listen to those tapes and we're like, I thought I forgot how funny Mel Gibson was. <laughs> he should do more comedy. He's like hilarious. I love Bird on a Wire. You know, he should play like a villain. <laughs> yeah. You know what would be great if like, ooh, Tropic Thunder two, and it's Mel in the Tom Cruise role, and he's a Jew. Did you hear that monologue he did to that Russian girl? That was hilarious. <laughs> Mel's like, I have some questions about the. Uh, <sighs> The signs. I, uh, <laughs> I bet he's bummed that Mel is the most Jewish name. <laughs> it's just sort of like, I mean, it feels a little bit like. His dad's like a full on Nazi, too. It's mm-hmm. like, Bummer. like the fact that his dad was like, and we will name him Mel. <laughs> <laughs> Another one. Thank you. This is the strongest Aryan yet. His name shall be. Mel. <laughs> the superior race. Does that stand for something? The Mel superior race movie. is all small <laughs> syllabic names. We are all Mel. But also, wait, hey, Mel Gibson, ja. remember, remember when you got famous, like, putting on pantyhose? Yes. Like Mel that? Gibson. You were just always. like, I'm a girl. And we were like, what? Like, Mel Gibson just... has always been problematic. I'm shocked that that dude, like, well, that mo- that was like it, it was just like you know, be funny. What if I were? He- what if I? You know, it was. I mean, someone else wrote that movie. So I don't Braveheart is like problematic. <laughs> Braveheart is a problematic movie. It's like there are when he like overtook four... the savages. Like, They're what like, did they say? Yes. We will get these savages. Like, the, it, it's basically like it early colonization. I mean, it's like there. It's the story of like people are. You may take our land. It's like what? What? Excuse me. <laughs> You will never take our freedom! It's like, that, it, I, I, that's actually what they said when they were in Charleston. But it's also, yeah, it's hilarious because you're white, you have a lot, plenty of freedom. Like, yeah. you're not, I don't think you have a freedom issue, do you? Who was ever stopping Mel Gibson from doing I'm not trying he... to take your freedom, I just think that face paint looks ridiculous. <laughs> Mel Gibson I'm just asking you like, to take that off. You're, what are you, in the Blue Man group? The one true story that must be told is of William Wallace. Who's that? Ah. <laughs> A fringe character from Irish history, <laughs> famous for colonizing Ireland, killing all the indigenous people, then being put on a rack, and it'll have three sex scenes <laughs> with three different women. First, his wife will kill her. Then the second wife, she'll die of a sickness. Then the third wife, who reminds him of the two. <laughs> is like you know he's such a like like um like curmudgeonly like prickly person imagine the makeup artist that had to apply the blue to him constantly he's just like snapping your fucking cunt like you know or doing he's like take our take our (laughs) take our our world we need to fix you touch your face and there's just blue you move the you i need a caroline (laughs) (laughs) i said permanent It's spreading everywhere. I wanted it to be black. I said all black. (laughs) What is this half blue? (laughs) I said Braveheart would be all black. All blue? This isn't funny at all. Half blue? What am I fighting for the Israeli army? (laughs) We'll talk about this later. What am I pro Ukraine? (laughs) We'll talk about this in my jacuzzi. But not at a Lakers game. <laughs> and I won't be at the Lakers game. Thank you very much, Helena. 
Dude, I am obsessed. Oh, Scott, oh, great. I'm, I'm going to have to say hi to Billy Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> Hello, Billy. <laughs> he goes, he's like, Harvey, <laughs> call me in 10 minutes so I can get out of this Billy Crystal conversation. I don't want to talk to this asshole. Thanks, Kevin Spacey. Harvey's not answering. Call Bob. <laughs> One of the brothers, they have both had something to do with it. <laughs> Surely one knew. It is amazing that the one brother is just like chilling. Oh, yeah. He's like got a place in the Hamptons just like chilling. Bob was like, I never liked the name Miramax. <laughs> <laughs> Cops are like, so you never heard anything through the <laughs> office door? He's like, mostly, dis- mostly arguments about budget. <laughs> the Scream franchise. <laughs> okay, I won't ask any further questions. No further questions, Mr. Weinstein. Like, where is the brother? I like, totally forgot about that. And meanwhile, that. when the when the one when Harvey was like so high, it was like five picture deal for Bob Weinstein. <laughs> Who's that? He's my less smart brother, <laughs> who just works all day. He works all day. He doesn't even own a bathrobe. <laughs> He doesn't take bath. Doesn't know how to get an actress to agree. <laughs> yeah, he only does to male a project. <laughs> he runs our horror arm. He tries to cast <laughs> ugly women <laughs> that are over twenty. He got Charlize her Oscar. <laughs> I hate you so much. I thank don't know so what much. to do. I, I mean, I end no, I really, very abruptly. I thank you for having me and, and letting me come on. It's it's so nice to to for you guys to let me be here and, and promote the show. So I really Please appreciate do it, it again. I will do it again. None of the talk shows matter. That's for sure. This matters more. If for a hundred anything. That, I, I emailed you. <laughs> Please have me on. I was so on. excited because you have to understand all the people that I really want to have on the podcast are the kind of people I would never ask to be on the podcast because oh, I no. get embarrassed. You or, can always ask me. I just am like I'm like ugh I don't want to be that person. One time I was Sarah Silverman does like a yearly like rooftop like party. Yeah, I, I, we've been to that. we've been there together. Yeah, and there's a sign that says no soliciting for podcasts. <laughs> walk in it's just like so funny it's great because it is it is this thing now when you're at the comedy store party and someone walks up to you you're like i really want to say hi to you but are you announcing to your podcast you know so it's like people i like well i mean i i have no like i need to promote and like i'm this means more than a talk show and it's so it's exciting to get people like people that i love who i love their personality people get to like i got to come on and do like two hours of bits it's it's heaven, heaven on earth yeah we we both got like two holding deals and then lost them as soon as oh yeah no no no. based sure. on what we post on instagram a lot of good things and then they'll listen to the whole episode and be like uh-oh yeah no it's <laughs> no we'll cut well this will be 20 minutes when we okay good down. that's about my ratio <laughs> yeah, of bullshit we'll, to we'll solid usable stuff that's about what my happy endings ratio was i end these very awkwardly as you know adam pally 101 places to party before you die it is on true tv but as you know don't don't worry. Just Google it. Yeah, you'll find it. You don't need to know the streamer. I can tell you where you'll see it definitely if you've been in an accident or in a hospital waiting room. <laughs> True TV is always playing. <laughs> That's pretty much the only place. So why am I still doing Casey Kasem? I don't know. I'm telling you right now, all you got to do is get on True TV where it plays for people who wake up out of comas. And <laughs> That's my core audience. And they wake up and they're like, I have brain damage. I thought True was spelled T R U E. And they're like, nope. Where are the impractical jokers? <laughs> Where's Sal? Q. Am I on the yacht? Am who I are these any... fat, bearded people? <laughs> they look I... like they're having fun. Okay. Thank Obsessed you for... with you. Um, 101 places to party before you die. If you don't watch this, you simply hate yourself. Adam, Pally. Um, 
also take another glance at filthy grandpa it doesn't matter <laughs> truly doesn't matter just his body of work it just really speaks for itself <laughs> not my body but yeah. my body of work my body's more like baldwin right now than <laughs> i'd like it to be and not we, and Danny. this is this entire episode is basically the main thread of Alec baldwin <laughs> yeah i don't mind <laughs> no i mean we both worked with him dodged a bullet and don't luck, ride elephants lucky to make it out alive <laughs> Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get a creamy Oreo frappe or McCafe smoothie for less with 20% off any purchase of $10 or more. Only on the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.